And ladies and gentlemen of the jury, the prosecution is not going to get that man today. No. Because I'm going to get him. episode of the Hagman and Hagman Report. We're coming to you live from our radio and television studios right here. Yes, sir. In beautiful northwest Pennsylvania. Broadcast live each and every weeknight, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Global Star Radio Network, live on YouTube Live, as well as Blog Talk Radio. And, uh, folks, we've got two different websites, Hagman and Hagman.com. That's for the show. That's only for the show. And then HagmanReport.com. That's just for, um, uh, news articles, investigative reports, and such. And there's a new uh, report I did up there today on HagmanReport.com. It's also on CanonFreePress.com. And, and here's why we do it this way. Um, you, you can comment on the article at CanonFreePress.com. You read it on our site, comment on CanonFreePress.com. And I w- would urge everyone to do so. This is an important article. i got some other stuff coming out tomorrow about it. But uh, we are going to, um, the listeners of this broadcast are going to get the first Oh, the full picture. I just gave the first installment uh, this morning, but you're going to get the full picture, and it's important because this will tie some loose ends together, and um, you're going to find out pretty much, I think everyone will be able to see pretty much how deep, dark, dank, murky, and crowded the swamp that is to be drained really is. And, uh, this gives you a good picture of that. Um, this doesn't touch, I mean, this, this, is, this puts everything in perspective as far as I'm concerned. Uh, from the emails to the, uh, the, the, the deleted emails to the wiener emails to the Huma wiener emails and the, uh, Benghazi, Arab Spring, um, uh, everything puts it all together. Now, it doesn't touch on the satanic stuff, which is extremely important. But um that's a topic for a different uh, a different article. But anyway, Joe. So uh it's Monday. We uh you were on Dave Hodges Common Sense show last night. Yeah. And um that went really well. We talked about a number of, of things related to uh, post election news. Um that I was on the first hour with Dave and we got into a number of um interesting subjects including uh you know Trump's appointment as well as the anti-Trump violence that we are seeing yeah and we're going to hit on Purple some of that revolution tonight, uh, because yeah. there's some new information <clears throat> um, right. about some ultra rich liberals and George Soros teaming up for one of the biggest um protest to be organized on inauguration day january 20th and they've even created a website a social media campaign and poured uh, millions of dollars into creating this movement and um, even on facebook there's over i believe eight thousand people that have said that they're going to attend and we see the anti-trump protest in cities like portland oregon new york city la and others uh, continuing uh, not being called out by, you know, the people in charge. Obama today giving a press conference talking about his accomplishments as president. Uh, 
and both of them. mentioning the <laughs> the transition process <clears throat> that will take place between him and President elect Donald Trump. So we're going to get into all that. Uh, At least we have a legitimate well. president, uh, you know, in terms of uh, constitutionally eligible. Yeah. And then um, uh, later yeah. in the show, uh, when we announce that we want to hear from the listeners about what they um, have taken away and learned about this election process, this election cycle, and where they feel we need to move from here. We'll open the phones up. Uh, what? Uh, about... Uh, the second hour, I guess, or thereabouts, we'll open the phones up, uh, line up preference to first caller or first time callers. Um, yeah, your, your, your thoughts on the election. Just, uh, because we, what we want to try to do is fit as many callers in as possible. So, you know, try to, try to be as concise as possible. And, uh, but anyway, um, yeah, you know, I got to tell you something that folks, uh, just, uh, uh, well, you know, before we begin the program, I do want to mention that the Tice Broadcast brought to you by Omaha Steaks. You know, Omaha Steaks, what a great company. What a great website. Have you gone there yet? OmahaSteaks.com. Have you, have you, have you gone there yet? Because right now, they're, they're running a special. And, and I love this special. Um, the, uh, and, and I, I ordered the, the family pack that they have. If you're looking for the perfect gift, folks, just go to Omaha steaks.com under $50 actually $49.99 you can get my family gift pack when you go to omahasteaks.com and enter our code HH that's two H's that's really hard I know but it's two H's you enter that in the search bar and ultimately what you're getting is 77% off of well so as you're getting a 77% discount by using our code HH you gotta be thinking about with the holidays they got some great holiday packages too but omahasteaks.com enter HH in the search bar more on that later um gotta tell you Joe and, and I, I didn't even share this with uh with uh you or Eric or Jackie or anybody um had, had a uh, I, I actually put this up on my on, on my personal Facebook page Guys, let me tell you, let me, let me talk to the guys out there. Got a perfect way to get out of housework, helping your wife with housework. Uh, chaos. Look like an anti-Trump route. No, I'm not, not really. Um, what happened was this. And I know this is hard to believe. Can you imagine? I mean, there are people out there that really don't like me. Look, I know, I know. Settle down. I know it's hard hard for you to believe, but there are. So anyway, um, yesterday my wife says, hey, can you help me do a few things, some housework? I said, yeah, sure, okay, no problem at all. And uh, <clears throat> so right, what I did was uh, she, she had, well, I, I can't really, all right, there's people out there that don't like me. Let me finish this thought. So we've got a security at our home where my wife and I live, and lady, the studio dog resides as well. And it's layered security, and it's electronic security and such. And Well, you know, folks, you know the drill, right? Well, I, I, I was, I, I did something. Now, I can't tell you what I did or else that, that kind of, defeats the purpose of this layered security. 
that triggered a panic alarm. And it goes directly to the alarm company, and it goes to the police, and it goes to, you know, name, mm-hmm. I mean, it goes everywhere, right? Oh, my goodness. It, it, you know, it's one of those, it's, it's like the, 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 the panic button. All heck is breaking loose. Send, send the cavalry, you know. Oh boy, did that happen. So, because I, and again, I was doing something and in the process of doing something for my wife for housekeeping, I set off, triggered this panic alarm. Cavalry came and neighbors thought, you know, I don't know. The neighbors thought, I think, I think maybe they're busting a meth house or some meth lab over here. And, uh, I had, had some explaining to do, but I, I explained everything, and, and they didn't believe me. The, I mean, the, well, I shouldn't say they didn't believe me. After checking to make sure that, you know, that uh, no one was holding a gun to my head as I was explaining things, and I said, look, I was doing housework with my wife, set, accidentally set this off, and yeah, right, housework, you. We better have a look around. Anyway, bottom line was... Uh, that's what, uh, I was dismissed after that. No more housework. My wife said, go, go to the office where, where you're not as dangerous to others. So I was exiled to my office. My wife exiled me and Lady, the studio dog, to, to my office. Um, so we spent the evening in exile. But she was fine. I mean, everybody was fine. Lady took a while to settle down. Her eyes were like, you know, saucers like well what what's going on but i thought i thought you'd laugh at that so if you ever want to get out of housework and you do have an alarm system just set off the alarm it's always fun but it's you know anyway if you want to touch on the color uh the color revolution that's taking place i mean if you want to touch on that because i do have some things i want to get into but the, the color but the revolution the anti-trump revolution do you notice that hillary clinton was wearing purple and here's Lady the Studio Dog right now to weigh in on that incident of last night uh, or yesterday. But if you want to touch on the uh, color revolution or the anti-Trump revolution, you feel free to do so. Um, because, I mean, it's 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 important uh, for people to, to understand what's taking place here. We told you this was going to happen. Yeah. Um, and uh, can you imagine the media reaction, how it would have been if this happened after Obama was elected or if Hillary were to win the election, how they would paint the people that are protesting. But because they are protesting the Donald Trump presidency that the media was against, they get a pass. And InfoWars has an interesting article up, and, and this is what I was talking about earlier about Inauguration Day. The far left is planning the biggest political p- protest in United States history for Inauguration Day. Radical leftists are calling for thousands upon thousands of act- activists to descend upon Washington, D.C. on inaugura- Inauguration Day, January 20th. And um, uh, they say that they've seen very large protests in major cities all over America since Donald Trump won the election, but the biggest one of all is planned for January 20th. Radical leftists are calling for thousands upon thousands of activists. Inauguration Day. Yeah, on yeah. Inauguration yep. Day. Um 
the Not My President movement. If you doubt they can pull this off, you might want to consider that. 25,000 protesters showed up in New York City on Saturday on very short notice, and these people are bitter, angry, frustrated, and incredibly motivated. And at this point, they still have more than two months to organize their forces, and many are expecting that this is going to be the most chaotic inauguration day in American history. One Facebook page is attempting to recruit protesters for the Inauguration Day protest is entitled Protest at the Inauguration, Stand Against Trump, War, Racism, and Inequality. 7,800 people so far have indicated that they will be attending on that page alone, and another 26,000 have expressed interest. Organizers of the pro- uh, of the particular page are very clear about what they believe, that the inauguration of Donald Trump, uh, that it must be protested. And then uh, Michael Snyder's article, he goes on to cite uh, yeah, some of the Twitter quotes. <clears throat> but on Facebook and Twitter, the hashtag DisruptJ20 is already gener- generating immense amount of buzz. The movement appears to be very well funded. They already have produced some very slick videos promoting the upcoming inauguration protest. Look, all of these protests, from Portland to Washington to New York to Chicago, everywhere there's a protest, they're being described as organic. Yeah. They're not. Zero Hedge had an article on that today. Blocks of uh, anti-Trump protest <coughs> buses were actually caught yeah. on video. Yep. And and I saw where the people are saying, oh well, you know, there was a game, a uh, football game, and uh, rows of buses don't mean anything. Uh, so what does this mean? You know, it, it's you could hit somebody over the head with evidence, and they they, they just they, they, the cognitive dissonance is just so out of. I mean, it's just crazy. But the bottom line is this: what we're what we're witnessing here is the very the very thing that 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 my uh, source back in twelve. 2012 said was going to happen. Again, objectives don't change the the plans. The timetables do. This is this is their opportunity to 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 uh, to seek to overthrow to start a civil war, and they're doing it. But you know what? I got a message to Wanda Sykes. I got a message to Amy Schumer. I got a message to Michael Moore. Get over it. These are um, these are know, idiots. Hollywood they're morons. They're idiots. Get over it. Get over yourself and get over it. Okay, Wanda Sykes, get the hell out of the country if you don't like it. You know, uh, Schumer, get the hell out of the country if you don't like it. This, the people in this country made it possible for you to succeed. And you're out there flapping your ignorant lips. You've got really the intellectual, the, the IQ of, of a hamster, of a gerbil. Okay. And, and you have no, no clue. As to, as to what, what the electoral college is, you know, the, all these not my president signs, all this, this not my president movement, get over it, grow up. And you know something, I, I, look, you know, a protest is one thing. What we're seeing is, is a riot, full-blown riot. Alright, riots breaking out. And then the media is fueling this. And doggone it, you know what? Where in the hell is Hillary to denounce the violence? Where is Obama to denounce the violence? Where's Biden to, where are our leaders who are saying enough? And if you keep it up, we're gonna, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna put you down like dogs. And, and I'm very sorry to dogs. And I didn't mean, I mean, we're gonna, we use the rubber bullets. Use the fire hoses on these, on these morons. If you don't like it, I, I mean, can you imagine? I, this going the other way, 
and a bunch of conservative Christians doing this? I don't think so. So get over yourselves, all, all of you, uh, you know, Barbara Streisands and Cher. Gosh, I, you know, Jupiter is not far enough for Cher. And I guess she was saying she wanted to go, whatever. Um, and, and all of these people with these opinions, what, what the heck makes you so special? I've got an opinion. 99% of the world doesn't care what I think. And I'm going to tell you something. I certainly don't care what you think. Alright? Now, one or the lawlessness. The lawlessness is going to be reign supreme here. And I'll tell you something. I, I am afraid, Joe. I'm afraid for Donald Trump. I'm afraid for his safety. I'm afraid that, uh, there was some idiot, some, uh, idiot from some company, uh, actually put it, putting out on, on, on Twitter that he was going to use a high powered sniper rifle and take out Trump. Did you see that? He was a CEO, I believe. Yeah, the CEO a, of some company. Uh, yeah, uh, a semi-major. Arrest the, arrest him. Arrest him. And, and then he says, oh, I'm just kidding. So, so, okay, so wait a minute. Let me get this straight. You yell fire in a theater. And then you say, just kidding. Just kidding. Arrest the man and anyone who threatens the president. Steve Harvey, I, I will never buy another one of your ties ever again. Okay. Let me tell you that. Never. Never. There was even a, a a rapper by the name of Rick Ross who had his album pulled after uh, threats of uh, assassination of Trump. Yeah, I saw in, that in the um, in the lyrics. And Wanda Sykes is a comedian who had a run-in with an audience uh, that she was performing uh, in front of. She's not even over funny. the she's weekend. She's a blocky. She's a, she's a block, unfunny, untalented Hollywood hack. Yeah, and she got into it. The audience, um, you know, heckled her for her statements, calling Trump a racist and a bigot, and she was booed off stage. And uh, a San Diego company, uh, um, some uh, packet sled or something like that, packet sled. Um, The CEO was put on leave for threatening uh, Trump's life, as you pointed out. What I want to know is why wasn't the secret service there yeah it, it, now look if 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 i if i type in i guarantee you, if i typed in twitter or facebook that i was going to take a high power rifle take out clinton or take out obama how long do you think it would be before the secret service was out my studio or before the, the studio was over yeah you would watch them <laughs> take me away all right and this this idiot gets gets away with what uh well i don't know it's not over yet but i certainly would think that he she you know he should be arrested and charged appropriately because i don't care this look a representative republic is made our country is made so you can disagree with others without being disagreeable certainly without being violent and what's up with these safety pins uh, they're diaper pins i want to see these 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 people you hear about that? The safety pins? Yeah. Did you guys hear about that? Oh yeah. See, in, in our town, in our city, okay, and in fact, um, boy, should I say this? Sure, why not? My wife's uncle, he, he's a moron, okay? I mean, he's walking around with one of these signs, okay? He's, he's, he, he's so confused. He's absolutely, he's absolutely confused. He doesn't know if he's a guy or a girl, I think. Alright? He's a moron. It's my wife's uncle. If you're listening, oh, well, I know you're not. But, but see, 
if so, one of my now somebody's going to tell on me, so you'll probably go back to this and don't give don't give my wife any stuff, okay? But but you're a moron, okay? Walking around with that with us with a diaper pin or a safety pin on your on your lapel, okay? Why? To denote that you're safe to talk to. What are you? What are you six? Are you are you out of your mind? No, I have like, not heard. I'm about already those. in trouble with my wife with the alarm, so you know. So now I'm probably going to be in trouble. But but seriously, come on. A safety pin. A safety to pin. signal to others that you are. You will not trigger another person with your words. I mean, look, folks. It, it is what it is, and, and but 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 see, here's what they. The idea is is really to start start a civil war, to start a war that uh, is, will just be out of control. Of course, this is what they want. We 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 said this is what they want, and you know, you know, um, Obama today, holier than now. I mean, to me, I I I watch that news conference, and what a putz this guy is. All right, he lacks the appropriate legitimacy, constitutional legitimacy. Or proof thereof to to hold the office that he holds, he's a, he's a Muslim. He, worse than that, he's he's a he's a Marxist. But everyone, no one has a problem with him. And and the, if, folks, have you seen the the, the videos of these these crybabies, the, these people crying? Oh over, yeah. Over, I mean, oh, yeah. Are, 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 what is wrong with you people? What is wrong with you people? I mean, you're just as bad as these idiot comedians and actors. They would think they know something. I mean, people Man. crying, saying that slavery is going to be brought back to in the, in the other foul people crying, language. saying, you know, um, you know, dictator Trump's going to implement, you know, and round up citizens and and put them in camps. To uh, crying that Hillary Clinton didn't try hard enough, and um, yeah, it, it, it's it's amazing to He's see. Not, not my president. Well, get the hell out of the country. And you know what? I'll hold the gate for you. It, oh wait, we don't have a gate. That's right. We just let people in. All right. Well, I'll drive the bus. I'd be driving the bus for you. It's an interesting. Uh, uh, a recent Gallup poll has shown that forty-two percent of Americans are afraid of following the election of Donald Trump. They that may explain why there have been more than 200 incidents across America of hateful harassment and intimidation since the election day, according to Southern Poverty Law Center. Uh, there's an, this is an article from PJ Media. The post-election hate crime wave is a mirage. And it goes out to state that there is no doubt um, some people are behaving in a beastly manner since the election. But what is striking is that most beastly of the reports manner. receiving received Man by the... Up. Southern Poverty Law Center are in the third person and none of the reports have been confirmed. This is important because there have been several violent incidents supposedly inspired by Trump's victory. Hit and runs. Elizabeth Nolan Brown explains most of these attacks either never happened or are hoaxes. Um, wait, wait, the attacks, the attacks, the attacks reported against the Southern Poverty the attacks Law Center. Where? They're saying that during after this post-Trump win yeah. that pro-Trump people are attacking um, uh, liberals who no, were that, yeah okay. So, this is so from the Southern Poverty what's the Law motive Center. There, okay. Yeah, this we is won, from, so we're gonna beat beat you up. And this is the media continuing. Take your toys. 
the narratives of of Hillary Clinton's people or Hillary Clinton doing something, then turning around and blaming Donald Trump or his supporters. Um, just a few examples. The Muslim woman claimed that two men wearing Trump hats stole her wallet. Uh, later, the woman admitted to making up the story and lying about it. Another Muslim woman had her car stolen by two men uh, who made some unkind comments toward Islam. Trump was never mentioned. Uh, and this is what she tried to tell police, that it was due to, uh, it was tr- pro-Trump people. Was that the, the targeting Muslims? reporter, or, or was that? <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. And then the, this third example, a gay man in Santa Monica was supposedly beaten up by Trump supporters, but the Santa Monica police say they received no such reports and no hospitals in the area reported any beatings of any gay men. And then they list other questions. You mean homosexual men? See, we, we again, we must adhere to the language. We must not. Uh, gay men. All right. No, it's homosexuals. All right. It's not. Uh, so let's. We, we, we're just saying. So there is a, a flurry of um, f- falsified reports of violence being launched against. Um, pro-Trump supporters and at the same time and when we come back from the break we'll get into this a little bit more of the protests and confrontations that have happened uh, across the country in different cities as anti-Trump protests continue to rage in in New York uh, Los Angeles, Portland, Oregon one person was shot in the anti-Trump protest in Portland over the weekend and we're going to get into more of that on the I, other side. I, I do, uh, Joe. I do have evidence. I'm going to send it to Eric. Maybe you can put it up. I do have evidence. You remember the claims where Trump grabbed a female body part? Okay. Where Trump allegedly gr- grabbed a, a female body part? Insert that slang here. I've got photographic evidence that's in, indeed true. And and, and just. On the other side of the bridge. I already know. I got it. I got it. It's coming. I got the evidence. Um, it's undeniable. And, 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 you know, I'm not going to make any excuses for him. That's right. You heard me right. I've got the video or photographic evidence of Trump actually grabbing. Remember the accusation that he grabbed the female body part? got the evidence. You're going to see it. If you're watching this on YouTube, you're going to see it on the other side. Folks, you're listening to the Hagman Hagman Report. When we get back, getting into a glimpse into the swamp, which is a, this is a very dangerous time in America. CanadaFreePress.com HagmanReport.com. Be right back. Back, ladies and gentlemen, to this edition of the Hagman and the Hagman Report. Okay, now before the break, I, I said, you know, there were accusations flying that Donald Trump. Well, you remember the Billy Bush thing and statement? You know what I'm talking about. Those people who know, I, I mean, you know what I'm talking about. But uh, accusations that Donald Trump actually grabbed a. And then insert, you know, the slang for a female body part here. All right. 
Sadly, folks, have that evidence. He did it. Not only did he do it, whatever it was, you know, 10, 15 years ago. He did it last, uh, just last week. If you're watching on YouTube, we're going to present the evidence right now. It's undeniable. He can't get out of this. I mean, it's undeniable. It's not photoshopped either. And here it is. Any questions? For those listening on Global Star and BTR, of course, it is a photograph of um, Trump and Obama shaking hands. You get the joke, right? I hope you get the joke. Hey, if not, it's all right. I'm not a comedian. Man up, people. All right. <laughs> As Joe and I were talking during the break that... Uh, that uh, we're going to hit this or he'd allow me to hit this. Folks, and now, now it's time to really get serious because this is a serious topic. Um, you take a glimpse into the swamp. You know how Donald Trump said he was going to drain the swamp. You take a, uh, you get a glimpse into the swamp and you see some things. It's like staring into the abyss. The abyss stares back at you. And you start getting into the Huma emails, the Podesta emails, you start getting into the, the WikiLeaks documents, you realize there are 10 million, do- 10 million documents from WikiLeaks. Do you realize that there are, there's upwards of 70,000, 70,000 Podesta emails? You know the satanic part of this, but do you know as well the 650,000 emails found on, on, uh, the alleged pedophile uh, Anthony Weiner's computer, right? Laptop. What, what were those all about? Comey. Department of Justice. What the heck is going on? If you go to canonfreepress.com, you'll see the title of an article I wrote, A Glimpse into the Swamp, A Very Dangerous Time in America. I'm not asking you to agree with me, uh, but I'm asking you to listen to, to the evidence that the documentation I'm about to provide for you. This is the introduction to a very convoluted and incestuous um, criminal cabal. And you will understand, I believe you'll understand why, after I explain this, why no one will touch this. Why that there will not be any, any indictments. Um, why the emails were such a big deal. What I wrote for Canada Free Press today and HagmanReport.com. And, and the reason, the reason I asked Canada Free Press and they're so gracious to post the article is so people can comment. When people comment once, once again, it elevates the visibility of the article. You don't even have to, you don't, you don't even have to agree. I don't, it doesn't matter. It just, if, if you, if you agree in general, you can comment and again, it, it, it elevates the visibility within the search engines and that's important. And I also, I think I, I also put it on my Facebook page, but, but here's the thing. What I did was, and I've been looking at the emails. I've been looking at, at various, uh, uh, re- investigative projects and, and research projects. And I want to, I want to, point out that there's a guy by the name of George Webb, W-E-B-B, on the internet. He's got a YouTube channel, George Webb. Okay? 
I would recommend watching his videos. They're only like five to seven minutes each. But he gets into where is Eric Braverman? If you don't know who Eric Braverman is, he is the ex-CEO of the Clinton Foundation. Now he's pretty up on the, I mean he's well researched all of his information that I've seen checks out. Pastor Paul Begley did a video on Eric Braverman perhaps seeking asylum at the Russian consulate, Russian embassy. Okay, now, again, this is the ex-CEO of the Clinton Foundation. But getting back to the article and laying the foundation, to give... Yeah, no, Brian, but as a matter of fact, Eric, who, um, who the Eric Braverman is, he's married to a guy by the name of, uh, that's right, I said it, he's, he's unionized with a guy named, uh, Neil Brown. Now, Eric Braverman is the ex, the former CEO of the Clinton Foundation. And you can go ahead, you can, uh, uh, well, you, you can show it on, on YouTube, watching on YouTube. Uh, you can see who I'm talking about. Yeah, cute couple. You can follow Eric the Tech at Real Tech Eric for his commentary, which is often colorful. Hillary Clinton testified under oath back in 2013. Well, all right, let me just back up here just momentarily. Um, you had the election selection, more appropriately, of Barack Hussein Obama II, Barry Satoro, back in 2008, inaugurated in 2009. On January 21st, 2009, Secretary of State, Hillary Clinton became Secretary of State. She was voted, uh, uh, confirmed. I think, I think the vote was like 94 to, Four or something like that by the majority of the Senate. <clears throat> and she served as Secretary of State for the United States through February 1st, 2013. Now, you had, during that time, you had Arab Spring, the Arab Spring, which was this organic, spontaneous demonstrations involving multiple countries in the Middle East, right? Everyone says, oh, yeah, oh, great, bringing democracy in, right? Well, not, not quite. The Spontaneous demonstrations, the Arab Spring demonstrations were about as spontaneous and, and organic as those riots of today. All right. And of course you had, uh, Benghazi on September 11th, 2012, where four Americans were, were murdered and no help was on the way. Now, when the, when people when Trump and others refer to or at least when I think of draining the swamp, from my investigative viewpoint, I'm looking at draining the swamp of all criminality, draining D.C. of all criminality. I guess that would probably uh, <laughs> I guess there'd be a lot of places for a lot, a lot of vacancies. But what what we see is a pattern of criminality that involves personal enrichment through a number of venues. In this case, what I'm going to be referring to is weapons trafficking and the methods to hide the criminal behavior of those involved. Now, 
this specifically includes the use of the Department of State, the Department of Justice, the executive branch under Obama, the Clinton Foundation, the Clinton Global Initiative, and others, co-conspirators in government and in the media. And I will prove to you, through my investigative reports and this broadcast, that the media are as culpable as Obama, equally culpable, and uh, uh, Clinton. Subsequent to Benghazi, Hillary Clinton testified under oath before Congress in 2013. She stated that she knew nothing about any weapons shipments from Libya to Qatar and uh, Syria. Remember Benghazi. I had written, and I was first out with this, I'm one of the first out with this, as was Michael Reagan and a few others that that, that said, look, Libya served as a weapons hub for weapons and other munitions fighters going to Syria via Turkey, via Jordan, and such. Well, there was another part to that, and I kind of minimized that in my discussions. However, it was a, it's a big part. And that part involved uh, a guy by the name of Mark Turi, T-U-R-I, running a weapons acquisition and procurement business, selling weapons to the United States government. So keep that we talked about him at length in the weeks running up to the election. Uh, Mark Turry, he was the uh, weapons dealer yes. who was yes. hung out to dry by the Obama administration in relation to uh, weapons deals with Libya and the rebels in Libya. Well, you know, he ultimately called their bluff, and now the charges, all charges, this is last month, all charges against Turry have been dropped, but... Contingent upon him signing a confidentiality agreement where he can't speak about anything. And that was done to shield the administration and the State Department from uh, exposure to the criminality that they were conducting. Right. Now, the important thing, why does this matter? If Trump has won, and our side has won, and I got schooled by some emailers today saying, oh, you know, you're... Uh, we won. It doesn't matter. No, no. There are there's still criminality taking place. There's still criminals here, and there are still the, the criminal the criminals on both sides of the aisle. But she testified. Clinton testified under oath that now she didn't know anything about weapons being transferred out of Libya um, or from Libya and, and Qatar to Syria. Now, enter WikiLeaks. Specifically, the Podesta email drops. They're looking at close to 70,000 um, emails and other related documents. Yes, there's a satanic element. And believe me, that is true, real, absolute child, in my view, child trafficking, pornography, and even cannibalism, sacrifice, twisted the most perverse crap you've ever seen in your life this is the kind of stuff that will suck the soul right out of you if you're not careful but in this case we're looking at the weapons her actions Hillary Clinton's actions resulted in not only the deaths of four Americans but but the deaths of countless innocent people all across the Middle East and the destabilization of the Middle East in conjunction with uh, with Osama bin 
Barack Obama. <clears throat> it is equally disgusting in my view that Hillary Diane Rodham, the, the witch, the yak, is back, Clinton, uh, and others used, she used her position as Secretary of State serving again from January 21st, 09 through February 1st, the 13th for personal enrichment, personal gain. And the, the vehicle was the Clinton Foundation. The evidence, prima facie evidence to expose this were the Podesta emails and the 650,000 emails on the computer of Anthony Weiner, the alleged pedophile, sexting, twisted pervert, married to Muslim Brotherhood Queen, Muslim Sisterhood Queen Huma Abedin, another criminal. By the way, uh, a week from today, it might be on the newsstands right now, the National Enquirer, page 23, does have a spread about Huma Abedin and her terrorist ties. Well, welcome to the party. All right. Now, she, Hillary Clinton, we can prove through the emails, and I could make a case for this, give me the chance, you know, allow me the second seat in the courtroom, or as an investigator, um, I can prove that she not only lied under oath about the arms shipments, but she and others deliberately supplied ISIS, knowingly supplied ISIS, with the weapons and people laugh about this and comedians yuck it up and say and Snopes you know decries it as as BS and oh it's just you know no we've got the documentation to show that it's true now by the way just to show you um, the last email that I, the last picture I sent to you Let's put this up on the screen. I don't know how many people saw this. If you're watching this on YouTube, take a look at your screen. Tell me what you see. I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll tell you where this is. This is in Benghazi, Libya. Now I'm sure you recognize one of the people in there. And folks, you know what we're going to do? We're going to leave this up on the screen for until the next picture. Is that right with you, Eric? All right. Check the picture out. I want this to get as much play as possible. Who do you see? Yeah, take some screen capture, screenshots. Who do you see? All right. Again, location, Benghazi. Who do you see? You see good old John Boy McCain. Look to his left or in the extreme right of the picture. Who do you see? You know who that is? That's Christopher Stevens. Do I hear any gasps out there? It's an important picture for a lot of reasons. McCain and the Republicans, the Gang of Eight, knew exactly what Obama and Hillary Clinton were up to. I'm pretty sure this would suggest that. Oh, I'm sure it's not the smoking gun evidence that people would want. No, those are in the documentation. And, and, and that smoking gun evidence is with Turi. And the smoking gun evidence exists in KKR Global Initiative. Remember these names, folks, or you can even go back to this email. 
again, I want to acknowledge, I don't know this man, George Webb. He's got an internet channel, W-E-W-E-B-B. He, 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 excellent research. Excellent research. He would be on the arms side of the Podesta emails and the larger emails, the 650,000, much like Brittany, uh, Pettibone is on the satanic side and her sister, the Pettibone sisters. We're going to be talking about them. In fact, I'm going to be doing some, uh, I'm going to be doing some uh, reports on on that as well. But but anyway, under Hillary Clinton's leadership, the U.S. Department of State folks approved $165 billion worth of commercial arms sales to 20 nations. Now, this is from October 2010 through September 2012. Now, let me say that again. Under Hillary Clinton's leadership, the United States Department of State approved $165 billion worth of commercial arms sales to 20 nations from October 2010 through September 2012. That represents twice, nearly twice the amount approved by the State Department under the second term, same period of time roughly, uh, under George W. Bush. Now, it hardly seems as a coincidence, ladies and gentlemen, that each of the recipients of those weapons or benefactors or, or gave, I'm sorry, uh, gave money to the Clinton Foundation. So, to, in order to buy, purchase weapons on the market from the United States, you can do that, but you'd have to pay the price. You gotta pay the house, and the house was the Department of State. Well, the, I'm sorry, the house was the Clinton, there is the Clinton Foundation, or was the Clinton Foundation with Hillary Clinton at the helm at the Department of State, with the full knowledge of Barack Hussein Obama and most assuredly of Huma Abedin. Under Clinton's leadership, an additional $151 billion of separate Pentagon brokered deals to 16 countries was authorized. Now, this specifically was done through KKNR, Global Initiative, which, by the way, was... Uh, is led by or has uh, has on his board um, uh, or part of its staff David Petraeus, Henry Kissinger, and has ties to the Clinton Foundation. But with respect to KKR Global Initiative, remember Eric Braverman, the ex CEO of the Clinton Foundation. His husband was head is head of KKR Global Initiative. You see how incestuous this is? All right. Now, it's important, folks, to understand that U.S. law prohibits foreign governments seeking clearance uh, through the United States, through the U.S. State Department, to buy U.S. arms from making campaign contributions. You want to—that's fine. You want to buy U.S. arms or you know weapons from the United States? Fine. You just can't be. Salting people's, uh, you know, uh, leaders' campaigns. This prohibition was designed to prevent foreign interests and governments from using cash to influence national security. It's just that simple. Is that for a wedding picture? Nothing, however, prevents foreign interests, governments, from contributing to a philanthropic foundation, and this is where the Clinton Foundation comes in. 
And the Clinton emails, specifically those deleted and archived outside of the investigative purview, including the 33,000 yoga wedding emails and the Podesta emails numbering 70,000 released by WikiLeaks and other relevant documents provide prima facie evidence of personal enrichment of Hillary Clinton, of the Clinton Foundation, of Bill Clinton through arms sales to prohibited countries as well as allowed countries, but prohibited countries and ISIS. What we're, what, what can be found here is Hillary Clinton undeniably made money from the sale of weapons to the very people who are out there murdering Christians in the Middle East. That's why they don't want you to see these emails. Not only that, you know, American military grade, uh, weapons being used to kill not only civilians, but American military personnel overseas. From the State Department to the highest levels of the Obama administration. And the media, as you said earlier, is complicit in this. They are attempting to continue the cover-up. What I've got coming, you're right. And what I've got coming next. Because I, 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 my wife says, she asked me, my wife asked me, why don't you just release everything? You know, why do you have to be like WikiLeaks? Because you release everything and a lot of stuff gets lost in translation. Okay. Like a lot of things get lost, get covered up and stuff. And, and it's not like I'm trying to hide anything. Okay. It's just that it, it's, it's, it's caught. Look, man, I'll talk. It's complicated. It's, it, it, it's a maze. I mean, we have a whiteboard here in this office, and it looks like you know, uh, uh, just it's just full of lines. Anyway, the criminal hubris of the Obama regime and the Clinton criminal cabal is unparalleled, folks, in American history. The Hillary Clinton emails, the Anthony Weiner emails, the infamous Comey letters, Department of Justice obstruction of justice by Loretta Lynch, Huma Abedin, and others. This can be proven, and this all of you know the Comey. The whole Comey situation, why did that happen, when it happened, I can tell you. See, a large alligator in the murky swamp of the criminal corruption is John Podesta. WikiLeaks began releasing the emails of John Podesta on October 7th, 2016, and continues to date bringing upwards of 70,000 emails released. And email chains. All right. Podesta, who is he? A long-term associate of the Clintons and was President Bill Clinton's chief of staff from 1998 to 2001. He served as counsel to Barack Hussein Obama. He and his brother Tony owned the Podesta Group, which is this huge D.C. lobbying firm. He is also the chairman for the Center for American Progress, CAP. It's a Washington, D.C.-based think tank. And perhaps most importantly of all, Podesta served as Hillary Clinton's 2016 presidential campaign uh, uh, chairman. Now, when the news broke that some 650,000 emails were found on the laptop of, of Wiener, which happens to be Huma Abedin's husband, closest date, 
Loretta Lynch immediately began to mitigate the damage that this would cause by assigning Assistant Attorney General Peter Kadzik to lead the investigation into these emails. All right, so emails, Comey says, hey, look, or the 650,000 plus emails were found uh, on Wiener's laptop. What are they doing there anyway? And Comey issues this letter to Congress. Lynch says, okay, whoa, 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 whoa. We're going to take care of this. We're going to help you get through this as fast as possible. And to do that, we're going to, we're going to assign Attorney Assistant AG, uh, Peter Kazak to lead the investigation on our side. You talk about a, a conflict of interest. Peter Kazak has been a good friend of Podesta since the days that they went to Georgetown back in the 1970s. And guess what? A lot of the emails that were released in the WikiLeaks from Podesta were from Peter Kadzik and to Peter Kadzik. So you've got the Assistant Attorney General investigating or leading the investigation of which he is one of the suspects or a subject of. In fact, John Podesta spoke of Kadzik glowingly saying, Hey, Kadzik, help keep me out of jail. Kazik represented Podesta during Monica Lewinsky investigation, and perhaps most telling of all, he played a role in the controversial Clinton pardon of fugitive Mark Rich. You want to know why those files from the FBI archive, Mark Rich, made it to the uh, vault? Why they were released? Here it is. And more on the other side. Unrelated note, um, WikiLeaks named Peter Kazik as their source for the leaks just before the election. Uh But um, we'll get into that and more on the other side of this Monday edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. Stay with us. Monday edition of the Hagman and the Hagman Report. We're talking about uh, a lot of important information tonight, uh, the post-election violence, the anti-Trump movement, and a closer look into the Hillary Clinton email, email gate, if you will, as well as um, we're going to get into some of Trump's appointments, what Obama said today, and uh, Trump and Putin actually spoke and says that we will destroy ISIS. They plan on restoring American relationships coming together to provide a unified front against ISIS in the Middle East. And there are some 43,000 illegals detained at the border in October, 43,000 plus. Now, it's uh, word has it, Joe, that uh, many of the um, illegals are the Border Patrol, uh, ICE as well as the Border Patrol agents, are acting as if Trump is in charge right now, and they're actually disobeying the catch-and-release orders by Obama. And this is a good thing because this represents lawfulness, not lawlessness. Right? Yeah, I heard about that. And it also, on another uh, statistic regarding illegal immigrants, it said that 2 to 3 million illegal immigrants voted this election. 
and they're saying if you disregard those illegal immigrant votes, that Trump actually won the popular vote as well. Well, if I remember correctly, didn't Hillary win the popular vote in 2008, but uh, um, mm-hmm. Obama won the uh, electoral vote? Mm-hmm. So, so what are these crybabies sniveling, snot-nosed crybabies out there whining about right now with the safety pins on? You know, like 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 my wife's moronic uncle. Okay, seriously. And they have to go in their safe safe spots. Right. I saw a clip, Joe, of Ronald Reagan just when he was when he was governor of New, of, uh, of uh, California when when the students uh, burned down a campus hall. Man, he ripped into the he didn't rip into the students because there were none there. But they, I I don't recall the the setting, but he ripped into the the adults there, saying, "You're the adults. You take charge." Anyway, but folks, before we get uh, further down the road here, you know, with the holidays coming up, I have found the best, one of the, I mean, the absolute best, in my view, uh, way to, well, when you're struggling to find someone who has just about everything, what do you get them? OmahaSteaks.com. Look, I, I have yet to find anyone who has not been pleased by receiving a package from Omaha Steaks. Dot com. Let me tell you a little bit about how for just forty nine ninety nine you can get my family gift pack when you go to omahasteaks.com and enter my code HH in the search bar. It actually represents 77% off the retail price. This is just to listeners of the Hagman and Hagman Report. You know, right now they're giving, Omaha Steaks is giving an exclusive savings just to our listeners. Listen to everything that you'll get for less than $50. You'll get two filet mignons and you can cut them with a fork. I mean, they're just, they just melt in your mouth. Two top sirloins, two boneless pork chops, four chicken bread, boneless chicken breasts, and they are just really fantastic. You know, four kielbasa sausages, four burgers, 12 ounce package of all beef meat meatballs and those are really really great four potatoes au gratin um four caramel apple tartlets which just boy that just puts the the, the cap on a perfect dinner one omaha steaks seasoning packet i really want to find out what they put in that because man that is just so good plus four additional kielbasa sausages free Folks, go to omahasteaks.com, enter our code HH in the search bar, add the family gift pack to your cart, and get a 77% savings. It's a gift that's guaranteed to be a hit. And if I were you, I would order one for yourself as well. Or order one for yourself, and then order right now. And then order one for your clients, your your boss, your neighbors, your family, whatever. And, and folks, they also have very quickly. They also have holiday meals. They've got a Thanksgiving, a whole Thanksgiving, uh, Thanksgiving Day uh, dinner, uh, as well as a simple holiday celebration. One has a whole breast of turkey. The other, uh, eight pound spiral sliced ham. I mean, fantastic at prices. Normal price for, for example, the Thanksgiving turkey. 10 pound turkey and all sorts of I mean the, the dressing, the, everything that goes with it. The normal price is $334. The sale price, just to our listeners, $160. And the same type of uh, savings for the ham uh, 
uh, a simple uh, holiday celebration for the ham, eight pounds a spiral size ham. That retail price is two eighty seven ninety four. Your sale price, just our listeners, one hundred and fifty dollars. So, folks, OmahaSteaks dot com, and in the search bar, put H H. Now, before the, before the uh, yeah, anytime, Joe, we can okay. and you, we can weigh in with your calls. So we're gonna be taking your calls, and some and, and I I noticed that I got an email saying, well, you know, why are you going over old news? You know, something I had talked with a, with a number of people. Um about this and some of it is old news some of it is just being revealed has just been revealed but the importance collectively to people out there it's it's amazing to me how many people will say well it's all about the emails hillary clinton she lied about it yes she did but why when you get when you drill down and even if it even if it is relatively old news perhaps to you I can guarantee you, for every one, two, three people that have heard this, there's one, two, or three hundred who haven't. But we left off just very quickly here with Peter Kadzik. He's the guy, Assistant Attorney General, who um, uh, Loretta Lynch said, okay, we're, we're going we're to have you lead up the investigation of the Podesta emails. Well, again, Kadzik spent time met John Podesta at Georgetown Law School back in the 70s. They spent time together. In fact, many emails between Podesta and Kazakh were among those released by WikiLeaks and were also alleged to have been on the computer of of uh, uh, Abedin Weiner, or Weiner on their laptop. <clears throat> in one of the emails from WikiLeaks, it was John Podesta who described Kazakh as a fantastic lawyer who kept me out of jail. Now, Kazakh's son as well, emailed John Podesta asking for a job on the Clinton campaign. Oh boy. And as I mentioned, Peter Kadzik also represented John Podesta during the Monica Lewinsky investigation. But this is where, <clears throat> this is where it kind of ties it all up and you can see the depth of the criminality here. <clears throat> Remember Mark Rich. Mark Rich was a guy that was involved in, uh, selling oil dealing with Iran during the Iranian hostage crisis. And he was indicted on on federal charges of tax evasion and illegally making oil deals with Iran during the hostage crisis. But he was pardoned by Billy Bob Clinton on Clinton's last day in office. Mark Mark Rich, who's dead now, he owned a company uh, called Glencore. But anyway, the reason he was pardoned, see, William Clinton did not want to pardon Mark Rich. It was Hillary who wanted to pardon Mark Rich. And it was Podesta who was, or, um, uh, or, yeah, it was Podesta who was running air interference for Mark Rich. And who was Podesta up, up against? Rudy Giuliani. Giuliani was on the, government side, Podesta on the other side. And another familiar name, James Comey, the current FBI director, the guy that released the the letter, the you know, the uh about the emails, eventually took over the pardon investigation for Mark Rich that allowed the pardon to go through. And another person on in this whole mix that approved the pardon 
was none other than Eric Holder. Boy, you talk about a small pool, <laughs> okay? Rich ultimately received a pardon from Bill Clinton on January 20th, 2001, his last day in office. Now, the pardon did not come without a price, as I write. If you if you look at the article at HagmanReport.com, CanFreePress.com. However, Denise Rich, the wife of Mark Rich, gave more than a million dollars to the DNC mm-hmm. and the Presidential Library. That's right. But that was uh, that was separate. But she also gave a hundred thousand dollars to Hillary Clinton's senatorial campaign. Mm-hmm. All right. And again, if I'm boring you, <laughs> I'm sure there's something else you can listen to. So, in short, Loretta Lynch appointed a suspect of the e- uh, a suspect of the email investigation to take the lead for the Department of Justice in that very investigation. This alone should clearly reveal that the motives of the Justice Department were less than pure and presumably and if you look at the emails, the email chains, you can see the uh, acquiescence or approval of the executive branch of our government, the Obama White House considering that Kazakh, by the way, was both a suspect and the lead investigator in the this latest email scandal or whatever you want to call it. And given the fact that Kadzik represented both Podesta and Mark Rich, the motivation behind the very oddly released, oddly timed release of the Mark Rich pardon should provide each and every one of us with context. Because remember, if you if you were watching the, the, the Twitter feeds and the social feeds, where'd this come from? Why did why did the FBI Post this to the vault. I'll tell you why. It was a shot across the bow. This verifies the war between the rank and file in the FBI, and as well as the war between the FBI and the Department of Justice, and the FBI against the executive branch and Hillary Clinton. And this is like, <laughs> this is like, uh, you know, a, a shot really across the bow. So, the vast Clinton, Hillary, has said, oh, a vast right-wing conspiracy. Well, this is a vast Clinton criminal cabal. It's well entrenched. It extends far back. It goes back into, actually, it goes back into their Arkansas days. But but at least you understand, at least people will understand the context of which uh, these emails are uh, are uh, shown. Now, I've got a couple of other pictures here. The, uh, I've got uh, Braverman and uh, I forgot which pictures I had. Braverman and okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's uh, put up uh, put up the one with with. Uh, there's three. There's three of them. Put that and and again, yeah. Podesta, right? Just to show you the incestuous nature of this. And and George Webb again. Go to his channel on YouTube. And a hat tip to him. He's a, he's a good investigator, uh, really good at this. Take a look at this image that's on the screen right now that Eric the Tech put up. The three individuals are Thomas Nides on the, on the far right, married to Virginia Mosley in the middle. Thomas Nides is the U.S. Dep- 
uh, I'm sorry, U.S. Deputy Secretary of State for Management and Resources. Now, he served from January of, of 2011 through February of 2013. He got a, a cushy job at Morgan Stanley after he left. Well, he was the guy, the acquisition guy, in addition to weapons, in addition to the trafficking of people, he was the guy in charge of resources. You know those phosphorus bombs that they use? That kind of like napalm of the 21st century? This is bad stuff. This guy was the guy. The U.S. Deputy Secretary of State for Management and Resources that was charged or tasked with getting that commodity. But to run public interference... All he had to do was go home at night and whisper in the ear of Virginia Mosley, who he's married to, who happens to be the Washington Bureau Chief and Vice President of CNN. And, of course, to the left, you've got John Podesta. Where's Eric Braverman right now? Seems like no one can find him. Again, he... uh He's the ex-CEO of the, of the Clinton Foundation, married to Neil Brown, who is head of the KKR Global Initiative, which includes Petraeus and Kissinger, which is tied to the Clinton Foundation, which is the arms broker for all of this. Where is Eric Braverman? Some say he's dead. Others suggest he is has sought asylum at the Russian embassy. Either way, folks, it doesn't bode well, does it? This involves a $12 million um, $12 million from the King of Morocco. This involves many other things. And I apologize, Eric, for having you uh, queue up all those other images. Uh, but uh, uh, we, we, could, we, can, we can defer those for another time. But uh, um, oh, this also involves to a pipeline. You, you can show that pipe, that that picture as well. A pipeline from Qatar to Syria. You wonder why they want to overturn Syria? Well, they want to run a pipeline. Well, actually, this is this would be the this might be the rat line or is this a pipeline? I'm, I'm not sure which. It doesn't matter. Um, there's a couple of different. Objectives here. One is an oil and gas pipeline that would go through Syria. The other is a rat line of showing, just very simply showing the the uh, funneling of weapons. I believe this is the pipeline. Uh, that's the other part of this equation too. Okay, I see it right now. The uh, UAE uh, gas and oil running up through across Saudi Arabia and through Iraq, of course, not a problem there, and then through Syria. That's a problem because that is an affront against Russia, who is running a pipeline or wants to run or maintain a pipeline across or through Syria as well. And uh, the United States and the allies, including Saudi Arabia and UAE, want to do it this way. Russia said, uh-uh. And then this is another reason why that the United States wants to up to uh, upend Syria. It's all about, you know, you just follow the money, you follow the oil and gas, you follow the arms, and you, you find the same suspects over and over again. 
we'll be expanding on this. I'll be expanding on this with additional information in uh, t- uh, tomorrow and in coming days. But folks, this is bigger than anything that people can imagine. Uh, it's and just, it shouldn't go just away bit. just because Trump won the uh, of presidency. Think how many people were, you know, I mean, how many babies were killed uh, in, in these revolutions, and how many innocents were killed? Yeah. Uh, a whole heck of a lot, and um, you know the chaos is still being seen and having to be dealt with because of the decisions the Clintons made. We're going to be taking your phone calls at eight four four seven six nine two nine four four. That's eight four four seven six nine two nine four four. Throughout the rest of the show, as we continue to go through news, you mentioned the Purple Revolution uh, that's being launched by George Soros and the Clintons. And um, Zero Hedge has an interesting article on this, as well as a few other places, uh, talking about how Trump is not only going to have to try to deal with uh, Republican neocons trying to worm their way into his administration, but also must deal with the attempt by Soros to disrupt his presidency and the United States with a Purple Revolution. No sooner than Trump has been declared the 20 or 45th president of the United States, Soros-funded political operations launched their activities to disrupt Trump during Obama's lame duck period and thereafter. The swiftness of the Purple Revolution is reminiscent of the speed at which protesters hit the streets of Kiev, the Ukrainian capital, in two orange revolutions sponsored by Soros, one in 04 and one 10 years later in 2014. Uh, the Clintons continue to embrace purple in New York. Street demonstrations, some violent, all coordinated by the Soros-funded MoveOn.org and Black Lives Matter, broke out in New York, L.A., Chicago, Oakland, Nashville, Cleveland, Washington, Austin, Seattle, Philly, St. Paul, Kansas City, San Francisco, and 200 other cities across the United States. Now, President-elect Trump is facing a two-pronged attack by his opponents, one led by neocon bureaucrats and others by Central Intelligence Agency and National Security Agency Director Michael Hayden and Bush family members, as well as former Homeland Security Secretary Michael Chernoff. Um, And those people are trying to influence uh, Trump's appointments to senior national security positions, intelligence administration positions, foreign and domestic uh, policy positions in his administrations. And this is something that will continue to be built upon until after the inauguration day. And these aren't just protests. These are riots. Um, these people are violent also, very disruptive. And they are gaining traction and momentum um, as the media continues to uh, give them credit. And the uh, Hillary Clinton campaign and Obama have not come out to you know denounce these protests or these these violent uh encounters if you if you want to call them that we have just a few minutes before the break let's let's go to the phones uh as we're starting to get a full bank of callers we're going to go to Lars first in northern california and then we have a couple of first time callers we'll take after the break Lars it's been a while since we've heard from you uh welcome back to the show Hey, men of God, how we doing? We're doing really well. How about yourself? Uh, blessed, and uh, thank you for taking my call. I'll just go right into the points. Uh, right after the election, uh, you know, just seeking the Lord, you know, what next, Lord? And, and I got this, the great purge is here. 
the first phase is the government. Uh, then the phases after that, I believe, are going to be the church, media, celebrity, entertainment, and then sports. And uh, have your listeners look up the word purge. And I really feel that we have, and I'm just going to ask, King Jesus, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You know, and it says that the kingdom of heaven suffered violence, and the violent take it by force. And as uh, Doug and, and uh, Coach and, you know, s- some of us that are uh, learning to, uh, you know, get our boots on and get on our horses and go out and take the uh, battle to the darkness, it's getting easier, guys. It is actually getting easier. Um, and what it takes is having an understanding of what God's doing in our walk. Um, approximately three weeks ago, I got a word, uh, the word plethora. And I encourage your listeners to look up the word plethora. And I believe that's just a, a large amount or a superabundance. And I'll just say it's the kingdom of God. Um, Rick Wiles, uh, back on 1013, he uh, had a, a, a bold a statement. He just said that uh, the sword is coming, the sword is coming, the sword is coming. Two days later, a good friend of mine, one of my pastor mentors, his wife and, and two grandsons were murdered in Sacramento. Um, that that happened on ten fifteen. Keep uh, Pastor Lucas and his family in prayer. Wow! Um, Th- this yeah, just no, happened. This happened uh, four weeks ago. And what's amazing um, that two days before that, you know, the, the the message was the sword is coming, the sword is coming, the sword is coming. And this this is a mighty man of God. Um, I got to spend some time with him before the, the memorial. Um, he told me the Lord told him that the day of the service there would be a sign from heaven. It would be a rainbow, and I captured two rainbows: one coming down from the hill and one going back up to the mountains. So, um, the Holy Spirit moved mightily in that service. Um, and I'll just leave you with this: I got this this morning, guys, and I ask God when I read this, Lord, that Your Spirit moved like never before, especially upon Doug and and Joe and just your your team, Lord. We give you all praise. And this will just take me about a minute, minute and a half. His great power. We need the great compassion from Abba Yahweh to go forth with great passion, to plow the dark lands, to drop the anchor of the kingdom of heaven more than ever. Watch and pray for those stuck in darkness. And may they see and experience pure light to have everlasting peace, joy, liberty, and freedom. Hallelujah! And then this morning when I got that... A minute or so later, the Lord gave me a scripture. It's out of the book of Jude. And it says, But beloved, remember ye the words which were spoken before of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, how that they told you there should be mockers in the last time who should walk after their own lust, their own ungodly lust. These be they who separate themselves, sensual, having not the spirit, But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life, and and of some have compassion, making a difference, and others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of the glory which exceeding with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen. That's the book of Jude. And 
just walk in the authority that God's given us in the kingdom. The kingdom's here now. And walk in the power of the Holy Ghost and just watch what he does in Jesus' name. Amen, brother. Thank you so much. All Thanks right. for the call, Lars. It was great to hear from you. Yeah. And uh, you, take care. You, you know, yeah. Thank you, brother. Appreciate that. Wow. Good, good call. Going to be getting to uh, two new callers. Yeah, first Jackie callers. and then Tom when we come back from All the right. break. Uh, two first-time callers. And, again, the number is 844-769-2944. It's on the front of Hagman, or Hagman and Hagman.com. You know, I looked. I didn't see it. The 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 uh, call-in to listen live numbers there. Okay. But, um, again, 844-769-2944. We're going to be continuing to hit important news as well as taking your phone calls throughout the rest of this broadcast. And also, we have a great week lined up for you. We're going to get into that a little bit later. Um, and follow us on so, so, social yes. networking. That it keeps you a step ahead of everything. Uh, I've got a social, I've got a Twitter and Facebook page. The, the show's got one. Uh, folks, we're going to be right back. Stay right where you're at. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to this segment, this broadcast of the Hagman and Hagman Report. So glad that you're joining us. Thank you for tuning in to us tonight. Um, we, we won't squander your time. Hopefully you'll leave the program, uh, the three-hour program, more knowledgeable, more informed, more inspired than when you came. I have a great week line for you, uh, lined up for you as well this week. Joe will be getting into that a little bit later. Um, we would urge everyone to visit our website on a daily basis, bookmark at hagmanreport.com. That's for news. Hagman and Hagman, there you can get the, the show, okay, and show information. And I want to mention as well, T.C. Joseph, this generation series of novels, if you haven't done so already, you got to grab this because they're, these are hot. I mean, these are really great novels. T.C. Joseph has written this thrilling series of novels, three to be exact. He takes us into the lives of three families in a world where conspiracy theories the and, and Bible prophecies collide. T.C. Joseph's Novels move through recent history to the events that are just on our horizon. In fact, and some are coming to pass right now. He's got this really witty style and fascinating character development. They, they provide a, a great read. Not only will you love these books, but they can be a great tool to awaken friends and family members to the perilous times we face. Glowing reviews all over the board. Kirkus says, Readers of end-time fiction will be hard-pressed to find it done more intriguingly than this. Extremely readable and fast-paced. Well, Blue Ink Reviews uh, calls this thought-provoking series absolutely riveting. I certainly agree. Get your copies of T.C. Joseph's This Generation series on Amazon.com today. Book 1 is Precipice. Book 2 is Pentecost. Book 3 coming out later this month is Penance. Trust me when I tell you, great read. And you know what, Joe? Before we get back, I want to mention, too, um, my daughter, uh, what a wonderful photographer she is. And, uh, um, did you, have you seen her work? Anyway, she, um, uh, 
she has taken an amazing series of God's beautiful and exotic creatures. She's teamed up with J.D., our creative evangelist, and his wife, Bridget. And they've created this amazing wearable collection with different designs and different uh, products like T-shirts and pillows and hats and coffee mugs and so on. I mean, they're creating new stuff every week. Go to blesseddayever.com. That's blesseddayever.com. And look for the Jackie Hagman collection, but also look at the other items as well. You, you'll you be very impressed. Blessedayever.com. What a great gift-giving idea. Why advertise for Ralph Lauren or whoever else? Advertise. Advertise. Be a living billboard for your faith. That's blessedayever.com. But, Joe, you know, um, we have callers I know on hold. Um, we, we also, I, I want, I just want to mention anyone ready for this moon as it, this huge, big moon? The super moon. The super moon. What are you laughing at, Jackie? No, it's not a moon, not that kind of moon. Oh, all right. No, it's, uh, what a, what a great, uh, what, 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 seriously, God's creation is great. And the, the moon, the rising, uh, visible. I'm not, I'm not sure when or where this will be, I, I guess everywhere. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, said to, to happen, uh, now and the next time it will happen is 2034, I believe. Right. Well, this is the closest it's been to Earth in 68 70, years. Yeah, almost 70 years. Yeah. So it's, it's really a, and then we had the, uh, this weekend we had the 7.8 earthquake in New Zealand yes. and a subsequent tsunami. Uh, and I know Stan's going to want to talk about that tomorrow. And we, we're going to be giving a little bit of information and on They that had uh, some weird colors and, and things happen. Yeah, the sky lit up uh, blue and green. It looked like flashes of lightning. Uh, and what they said happened in this earthquake, and we'll have to get some clarification from Stan because I don't know that I really understand this, is they, they called this a, a tectonic collision uh, where multiple fault lines moved, um, against each other. And this was right around the, the Christchurch region where we've seen big quakes, uh, in the last, um, you know, handful of years there. Kind of like a multi-car crash on, on, on a interstate. Yeah. And, uh, some of the footage is, uh, is very interesting. And I'm surprised at the low death count so far. I know a lot of places are, are still, um, you know, unavailable to to share you know statistics numbers. Um, some places haven't even been uh, gotten to yet by authorities. I imagine. Well, I know we have listeners in New Zealand, and yeah. we, our hearts go out, our prayers go out to each and every one of you. If you are a listener in New Zealand, uh, please send us an email studio at Hagman and Hagman dot com. Let us know. Let, let us know how you're doing. Um, yeah, please, please. Let's go to the phones. We're going to go to Jackie, a first-time caller from New York. You're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Hi. Good evening. Thanks for calling. Nice name. (laughs) You know, I was actually named, you laugh because I was named after Jacqueline Kennedy. And uh, (laughs) I was was born in 61, so it was always easy for me to tell people how to remember that. But I just wanted to tell you a couple points because I think I, I... and well, what happened about I used to be one of the biggest Hillary fans uh for years. I mean, I go back years and I have books from her. I've got autographs. I got a book with her and Bill's autograph. 
Um, and then about three years ago, and I, I'm an avid, but I, you know, when I come home from work, I'm a litigation paralegal. And my relaxation is to study the Bible. I study the Hebrew and the Greek. But the Lord just started changing my direction. And long story short, I started really learning about the corruption and what was going on in the world and the actual deception that everybody's been under and uh, um, how we have all been purposely distracted. And, you know, and this distraction is, you know, you've talked about it where people are so distracted, they don't really see what's going on at all, nor do they want to. And... um and and I you know and I think one of the the reasons that I I did catch some of this on because I was never a TV watcher and I uh, never watched the news or anything like that so I basically I think I had a fresh mind at least that's the way God presented it to me so in in my search there I asked myself well because you know bits and pieces a Hillary would pop up and I said well you know what 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 is it that I believe in this woman why why do I like her. You know, she's a good speaker, and, you know, you'd hear these things about her, and you're like, you know, you just sort of let it, you know, turn your head to it, and you put blinders on. And I finally said, you know what, I'm I'm going to check into this, and I started researching it, because that is my job. I have to research both sides. And I'm a very, um, uh, uh, you know, I, I'm a very non-biased person, so, I mean, I'm going to say, you know, I just don't take someone's word for granted. I, I research it, and, you know, no one... I make my own decisions, and as I dug deeper, I realized what a horrendous crime family this is. And you know, it took a lot. It took a lot for me to really, honestly believe that. Um, and there's no doubt in my mind now. But when I say I was a big fan, I was a big fan. And, and had we had known this when Bill Clinton was running. You know, there was a media blackout, and and I was just so confused about. But how do you tell all this to people? It's so hard. There's just so much, so you sort of feel censored. Oh, but yeah. anyway, you know, you do. You feel censored. So it, when when people found out, a couple a friend of mine at work, the the attorney that I work with, she's one of my closest friends. This has actually come between us. I can tell. She says you're you're not following your girl anymore. You're for Trump. I said, it's not about Trump, and it wasn't at that point. I said, I cannot, con- I, I cannot, with a good moral conscience, follow this woman. And I said, and I cannot believe what I know of you as a moral person would do so either. I said, I really encourage you to research this, you know. And, and people won't. They don't, they don't want, they're busy. They don't want to take the time. Well, then I started watching Donald Trump, and I have to admit, when I first heard that he was running, the first thing off the cuff was, "Oh, I can't believe it." And then I stopped myself. I said, "What are you saying? You don't, you don't do that." And I got to tell you, and and I I know I'm rambling on, but you know, if anybody really listened listened to Donald Trump, uh, first of all, his his what you might want to call arrogance, I call it confidence. All these points that people are complaining about, that they were talking about in, you know, revving up, are going to be the points they're going to be so glad that he has, because his strength is incredible. And you know, they might call it arrogance or whatever. He's just a confident man that will fight to the end. But um, if you look back at at his any of his videos or his interviews, he's always very soft spoken, very rational. 
and he was the only um, candidate that spoke in people to, about people in the manner that he did. And I don't, I don't mean the puns and anything, but think back. These, I love these people. These are wonderful people. These are beautiful people. And the way he would talk about it, uh, none of the other candidates came even close to that. Yeah, exactly. You know, people have a tendency to focus on, I mean, when you're, this is why I would never go on Howard Stern, for example. All right. Yeah. I mean, you know, or uh, I I made the mistake of actually going on one of the um, very well-known national Well, yeah, you'd, you'd know the name if I told you, uh, national talk show host, uh, Sternish like, okay. And it, it, you, you cannot, well, anything you say will be held against you, okay? It mm-hmm. just, it just doesn't come out right. So you're right in a normal interview. Um, he has, although, you know, he has his faults, he does have, that compassionate uh, side to him. Yes, I, I understand what you're saying, but let me well, let me you know, go backwards. I can, I, but but if I can, I can if I ask you, if I but but Jackie, if I can ask you, at what moment, what convinced you? I guess what I'm really curious about, what convinced you? What was the one thing, or what day, or when did what convinced you of the Clinton crime family corruption? When did you say, wait a minute, hey the they're not who I thought they were. Well, it didn't hit me like that. I got to tell you, like I said, I'm I'm a researcher, and I, I when I say and people couldn't reach me, you know, when I'm when I'm they know I'm either researching or doing something. I don't answer the phone, especially if I'm studying the Bible. And and I'm a diehard. I will I will, months months three years. You want the truth? It took me about a good no, two years. I researched this. And um, when I came to that final conclusion, you know, it, I figured it out a while then, but then I just kept probing and probing and probing, wanting to understand from a legal standpoint, by you know, really where she stands and, you know, what can be done about it. Then I was just trying to evaluate the situation. But it's, okay. uh, Fair um, you yeah. know, and, yeah, yeah, and like shows like yours and, and Alex Jones, but I didn't take it just at your word, although I know what comes out of your mouth. Is uh, is is very valid. In fact, even your advertising. I just bought Omaha Steaks, and and then Donald Trump tweeted uh, that you could buy a T-shirt. You know, get the the final T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> right. I did all this, but but real quick about the women and and that that um, the things that he said about the woman and the, the the reason that went right over my head. Number one, people are hypocrites. Okay, yeah, it was vulgar. He did he did say it locker room talk, but. My whole family's Marines, okay? And if you hear what they're, when they're at, at uh, Paris Island and they're training, let me tell you, your stomach would turn. But I want to say, who do you want to protect you? And uh, the front line. The guys, the guys that are, you, know, you hear what I'm saying? What he's saying, yeah. what, you know, like he says, what he's saying, what he, what he meant, you know, he, he I, listen, it was it was it was stupid, but I under, but I'm telling you, that was all part of it. I think that drew people into him because not pol- politically correct. But I got to tell you, the stuff he said, just, I was like, oh, big deal. Don't tell me other no. people don't talk about that. I got to hear. I hear women that talk like that worse. And and my my last thing I want to say is, 
I was so more offended by women that would vote on that pretense that, oh, I don't like the way he talks about women. Okay, well, what about everything else? Uh, you know, and just putting valid. Hillary on the line is just is just pathetic. But anyway, point is, people have got to research. But you know, these globalists—they've got everybody super, super, super busy and and mm-hmm. you know, distracted with other things, which is sad. It, it so is. I praise you guys. You guys are great. And I don't have a te- television connection, but I make sure I watch you guys and and I keep up to what's going on. Oh, so God thank bless you. you. God bless Jackie. you. Thank you so much. I got your book. Did you like it? Your book just came in today. No, just oh, just today. Came... So I'm excited. Okay. All right. Well, so, well thank you so much. All right. Okay. Let me let me know let me know how you like the book. Uh, send me an email. I am. Uh, I'd be, I'd be I All right. All right. Appreciate thank you. It. Thank you, Jackie. You have a good night. Bye bye. All right. We have two more first time callers. Uh, Tom in Virginia, first time caller. We're coming to you now. You're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Tom. What's up? Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. How about you? Actually, I'm not a first-time caller. My wife called, and she's feeding the baby now, so I'm going to uh, ask her questions for her, uh, if that's okay. And after I ask them, I would like to take them off the air and just uh, hear your answers, if you don't care. I guess you guys seen the 60-minute piece yesterday and him talking about uh, he don't want to hurt Hillary. That kind of bothered me, you know, and... uh, him picking Ron's Priebus, uh Yeah, he he made two appointments. Uh, Rents Priebus uh, to be the chief of staff, and the chief strategist is going to be the the former head of Breitbart, Stephen Bannon. And he's looking at Giuliani about this. And he's looking at Giuliani for the back and forth secretary with him, state. and you know he was a flip flopper. I mean, he's about as establishment as it gets, and. Yes. I, I'm already not liking the way this is headed. Plus, there's chatter about he's not going to repeal Obamacare. You know, I voted for the guy. Don't get me wrong. I just, it's the politician coming out. You know what I mean? We're in this trouble we're in now because of men. Well, we put our trust in men. I, I just don't want to see it again. And uh, the research we've done, this is amazing. Uh, get your thoughts on this. Did you know that Trump Towers is modeled after Brassad and he has this huge love affair for Louis the Fourteenth and Louis the Fourteenth was responsible for killing hundreds of thousands of French Huguenots. Wow. No, I didn't know that. And uh, I mean, yeah. Yeah, okay. Let me just say this. Um with respect and Joe you mentioned this and I just want to say this. We're still 66 or five days away from inauguration. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's not, I mean, Savage is, is going to be holding his feet to the fire. A lot of, we are going to be holding his feet to the fire. Um, let's just see if he's kind of, because I imagine there's this huge learning curve. I mean, I, look, I don't know, but I, I'm sure it's, you know. As well as a lot of voices, uh, you know, people uh, but really showing the game and their influence. Uh, Giuliani, I mean, we really got to go with these people, you know? Uh, well, they're, they're... yeah, yeah. Well, let's, let, let's give him a chance. Let, let's wait until he's actually in the Oval yeah. Office and then see what he does. And, yeah, let me, if he starts going sideways, we're going to be, you know, yeah. Uh, believe me, he's not yeah, any special look treatment. At, look into the whole Versailles and uh, the Trump Tower uh, <laughs> model and how he's got this love affair for sure. Louis the Fourteenth. It's interesting. But right. uh, thank you, guys, and God bless. I appreciate the show. All right. Appreciate that. Thank night. you, Tom. You have a great night. 
Yeah, I just wrote that down. We're we're gonna we're gonna look into that. All right. All right. Up next, we have um, first time caller from Maryland, Mary Ellen. We're gonna come to you now. You're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Hi, I was on a call with uh, Larry Nichols today, and we had an interesting conversation about the protests that are going on. He was quite concerned because with all these kids with their backpacks and all, we could have a repeat of what happened at the Boston Marathon. It would be so easy for one of these ISIS people to come in with a terrorist act and totally be unseen and uh, really caused major havoc, and that was a real concern that we started praying about afterwards. And another Mm -hmm. thing he talked about was um, what Trump faces when he gets to Washington, which we are already seeing with his selecting Rince Prabus in his, you know, first pick. Um, You know, he runs into the Washington establishment who no way, no how, want to give up their jobs and the money that they make from lobbyists and so on. And the the answer to that is states' rights. And he put out a video called Revolution 2.0 that will be on YouTube very soon that people can watch, with, which has ideas that actually Indiana just passed with their don't hire an illegal immigrant or you will be in trouble with the law. Um, that's one of the things that he talks about in that video. Right. And he's, and, actually, uh, he's actually laid out that plan um, on our show last, was it last year, Joe, or... 18 yeah, months yeah, ago. it would have been last year because yeah, he, he year. did the video in July. Yeah, uh, last okay. July, a year ago, July. Um, the other thing is, there's something called the Countermands Amendment. Uh, you can find that at countermands.us online, and that is something we're trying to get passed in all the states, which can. It is the ultimate states' rights taking it back because if 30 states agree. Once this thing is passed, if 30 states can agree that they don't like a Supreme Court ruling, a congressional law, I think even an executive order, 30 states together can agree to rescind, even retroactively, any law they don't like that happens at the federal level. Which well, what was the name of that website again? C- C- count, count, counter, like a kitchen counter, counter right. mans, M-A-N-D-S. It's the Countermands Amendment, and it's you can see it at countermands.us. Okay. Alaska has already okay. passed it. Um, it is in another 30 or 32 states uh, put it forward last year, and it didn't get all the way through. So we are jumping on it as soon as the new sessions open up. Um, we've got a conference call about it next Monday that I can talk to you offline about if you want more information about it. Interesting. Well, yeah, we'll we'll look into that that, that website, and I, I I know the the layout, the um, architecture of what Larry Nichols was speaking about again, because you know he laid it out on our show. Sure. And mm-hmm. um, okay, interesting. Yeah, I I don't. Go ahead. You have ISIS calling for, uh, and you've had to have ISIS calling for attacks uh, on the West and. Um, in, in many different ways, you know, from the stabbings in, in remote areas to targeting Americans on election day uh, at shopping malls, and now you see the Soros um, and left uh, wing movement 
specifically the the Purple Revolution and the inauguration uh, day protest, and that's definitely something we need to keep our eyes open uh, in conjunction with what you're talking about. And what's interesting about this and some of the protests that are going on around the nation is even college universities and high school uh, high schools are having and allowing their students to walk out of class with their teachers and protest the Trump presidency, which is is uh, very troubling, in my opinion, uh, to see this happening, you know, I guess it's expected with our education system. But, yeah, there's oh, a real... Far... We're Go certainly ahead. far removed from the quiet protests that Martin Luther King did, you know, back in the 60s. This is a totally different, this kind of violent protest isn't a protest. No, these are riots. Exactly. I mean, let's call them for what they are. And, exactly. and, and it's amazing, you know, the, whatever happened to love Trump's hate? Whatever happened to, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and I want to know. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, the hypocrisy is just dripping from every of these people it's just it, it's it's lunacy it, but, but you know the the Tavistock um uh, influence by the Tav, right. uh, by the Tavistock in the 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 um Alinsky tactics and the Cloward Piven tactics all of this together but right. but it yeah, points all yes but the other the other concern with ISIS is Larry had said there was no way they were going to do any major attack before the election because that would throw the election to Trump. Well, now that he's won, um, you know, there's we, we we need to be these kids need to be really they're being stupid being out there in a place where major damage could call in trouble. Mm-hmm. That's very, very true. That's something I'm very concerned well, about. Something we need to pray about. Yeah, we we have to keep our eyes open, our ears open, and let's not fall. Certainly, let's not fall for any. Um, we can't take anything for granted. But, but, but yes, yes. Thank you, Mary Ellen. Thank, thank you for the call. Uh, we hope to hear from you again, and you have a great evening. All right. You too. Hmm. Bye. Bye. You know, as we as we approach the uh, top of the hour here, Joe, the the, the this is something I, I we we talked about this before. The fact that this group wants a civil war, we were warning about this before. At what point are they going to stop? And and the buses bringing these people in, mm-hmm. neither nor, neither organic nor um um spontaneous. These are planned. Inauguration. What are they going to do? Folks, what are they going to do inauguration day? Uh, I'm I'm wondering how are they going to handle this. It's a good question. Um, I'm sure that you know the uh, uh, Secret Service and the personnel in Washington D.C. in charge of uh, keeping things uh, under control. I'm sure there'll be riot police. There will probably be areas barricaded so protesters. Uh, will have an area they're allowed to protest in versus those who are there to celebrate the inauguration. I imagine there will be lots of intelligence operatives uh, working both overtly and covertly. Well, yeah, Stuart Rhodes says something very interesting. Operation Hypo, uh, operational security would preclude them from getting two, or precluded uh, Stuart Rhodes on Friday 
when he was on Oath Keepers, they're infiltrating these groups. Um, mm-hmm. Thank you, Oath Keepers. Thank you for protecting us. Thank you for gathering intelligence, much like Larry Grathwell did with the Weather Underground. So it's going to be interesting to hear what happens there, folks. When we come back, Joe, Shannon, Jeremy, and Mike, uh, that's the order that we're going to take the calls, and you can weigh in at uh, 844-769-2944. We're taking calls all throughout the next hour and covering important news. Stay with us. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to this segment of the Hagman and Hagman Report. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks for your belief and your trust in us, and thank you so much for your support, um, your prayers, your word of mouth. Tell someone about the show. Uh, follow us on social networking. We really appreciate all of that. We're watching carefully all of the news, everything that's taking place. We're, we're just watching everything, that, the backstory behind everything. And uh, passing the information and our analysis of the same on to you. And, um, again, we appreciate your counting us worthy to be in your homes, in your cars, yeah. on your computers. And Just a brief update. Sure. Uh, we talked about the New Zealand earthquake, the 7.8 earthquake that struck, um, I believe it was yesterday. There uh, continues to be aftershocks, and there was just a 5.4 aftershock. Um, in the last few minutes. So the situation there uh, continues to be uh, touch and go as um, strong aftershocks continue uh, 24 hours after the initial quake. My goodness. You know, are are we seeing signs as told? uh, As Are we seeing signs in the heavens and on the earth? Um, Stan talks about this, and we talked about this with Stan from Listener Questions, the relation of full moons and especially the supermoon that we have, uh, how these affect fault lines. We know that they affect, uh, you know, the tides, the moons affect the tides, right? and they can affect the magnetic field, but what effect do these moons or supermoons have on the fault lines, and uh, if any at all? And not only did we see the 7.8 earthquake in New Zealand this weekend, we also saw 6.2 in Argentina and a number of um, high 5.0 earthquakes uh, from the Alaska region all across the Ring of Fire. So there might be a, a relation to this, you know, supermoons or full moons or special kind of moons and, and special lunar cycles and the movement of fault lines uh, here on Earth. Well, yeah, it's it's something to keep our eyes on for sure, and it's interesting too. Um, on the uh, well, in political news, I suppose we we've come a long way since Dragnet, haven't we? You know, Joe Friday, Gannon, Dragnet, uh, Los Angeles Police Chief Charlie Beck said that today, hey, I got no plans. We have no plans to change our stance on immigration enforcement. 
I don't care what Trump says. We ain't doing nothing. We're not going to cooperate. So it, it, we're, we're seeing, again, that theme of lawlessness continue. The legacy of Barack Hussein Obama will be one of lawlessness, will be one of debauchery, will be one of uh, of, of moral and spiritual bankruptcy, will be one of uh, just setting the Middle East afire, ablaze. That's going to be... Obama's legacy and so too will it be Hillary's legacy as well and I do and I and you know um, I, I look I we cannot put our faith in one man only one man of course I'm talking about Donald Trump we have to make change from the bottom up and of course um, we our faith has to has to lie only in one place and that's with the God of the Holy Bible and before we get back to the callers, if you haven't done so already, man, you gotta, you just got to try this. Gotta grab, uh, go to greeninnovative.com or go to hagmanreport.com and, and check, uh, check the link for Green Innovative. They're a small company in Florida. Alan Riggs created this. I don't know how he did it, but it's the neatest thing ever. It's called the GMAG Power Cell. It produces electricity by adding salt water. Folks, if you haven't seen this, if you don't have one, you got you got you have to get yourself one. I got a note from uh, Mr. Riggs. They're selling out quick, and it's hard to keep in stock. So, if you're thinking about doing something for the holidays, this is great for preppers, man. This is fantastic. It's it's the Super GMAG battery recharger with these replaceable magnesium power pucks. The Super GMAG charger will charge six AA or AAA rechargeable batteries in about three hours. And, and you get about 20 charges with, uh, with the power pucks. And you can eat, uh, charge your cell phone. It, it does, it does everything. You don't need sun. You don't need a hand crank. You don't need a little gerbil. You don't need any of that. Uh, just ordinary table salt, about two teaspoons worth of little water. Shake it for a few seconds and bang. You gotta, you get yourself a battery charger. This is affordable, lightweight. It's durable. It's EMP proof. It's environmentally friendly. It'll provide convenient and safe power. Uh, for recharging six AA or AAA batteries off the grid when other power sources are not available, folks, go to go to greenovative.com. That's greenovative, green like the color, I-V-A-T-I-V-E, greenovative.com, or go to hagmanreport.com, click on the link, and use our promo code. That's right, Hagman. Just use our promo code Hagman and get 10% off your entire order folks it's not too early to order for christmas what an amazing lifetime gift that's greenovative.com promo code hagman no no it could save your life or uh absolutely could save your life in the right uh, situation um uh battery rechargeable battery recharger you never know when when you might need that And, Uh, and you know what if if you're listening to this and you see if you see alan riggs at one of the uh Conference, what do you call them? Not conferences, but uh, what do you call those? You know, we're, we're vendor places that trade shows, trade show, yeah, whatever. Didn't look them up. Say, I, 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 I know you because of the Hagman Hagman report. Anyway, just uh, you don't have to. Okay, you don't have to. Real uh, follow Eric the Tech. Real. Real Tech Eric. That's right, on Twitter. Um, yeah. He needs friends. 
Yeah, he's he's lonely. He's a lonely guy. We're going to go back to the phones if you want to weigh in. We're taking calls for the rest of the show in the next uh, 50 minutes Except at 844-769-2944. We're going to go to Joe in California. You're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Hey. Hey. Uh, hey. I'll make this pretty quick. Pretty quick. I wasn't going to call, but I heard the end of what you said in your report, um, Mr. Doug Hagman, about uh, Syria and oil. I called um, about nine months ago, maybe a year ago, because uh, I found something about Joe Biden's son named Hunter Biden. Hunter mm-hmm. Biden is works for Gazprom, and yep. they're in the Ukraine, and he's like a CEO or one of the you know mucky mucks. And he, along with a guy named Devin Archer, they were roommates at Yale. You tell me what else is going on at Yale, Skull and Bones. Because they were also roommates with Christopher Hines, who is John Kerry's stepson, and we know John Kerry is also a Yale Bonesman. So I, I'm calling BS on all these people, because all you need is Wikipedia and half a brain, and you, you've got them pegged. So um, like I said, that, that's all I got, and I just wanted to add to what you said at the end of your, uh, your, your, your uh, report. Well, thank you. Yeah, and that's kind of that's not the end. That's just kind of the 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 stopping point of chapter one or the introduction. But but yes, okay. So Hunter Biden, just real quickly, Hunter Biden, and uh, you mentioned uh, Heinz, of course. And who's the other gentleman you mentioned? Um, Devin Archer, D E V O N yeah. Archer, and um, okay. they, all three of those guys. They were somehow associated at the school, whether they were roommates, fraternity buddies. I mean, you know how that that goes when you're in college. Yep. But they. All, and I think the Devin guy also works there at Gazprom. Now, they're sitting there in the Ukraine, and as we all know, especially avid listeners to you guys and other truther shows, this is <laughs> this is what the, the whole hubbub is there because they're trying to reach Syria, and, you know, it's, 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 not, it's not working out for whatever reason, whether it's because of Russia. Somebody's getting in the way of something, and I think that's why they're hitting the panic button these days. So, Interesting. Yeah. Probably, so thank you, man. Give it to you. Yeah, thank you. hey, keep up the good work. You guys rule. Later. Joe, right. thank you. Have a great night. Thanks for the call. Yep. Um, we have next Shannon in Oregon. Shannon, you're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Well, hello there, guys. How's it going? Hey, it's going great now that you're on the line. What's up? Well, thank you. Well, I'll try to make this quick. Um, first of all, I'm very relieved that Hillary didn't make it. I was really glad, and I'm sure so many people were, because I think she would have just put an end to our country so quickly. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I like to do research, and I wanted to have good feelings about Trump, and I'm not saying that I still don't, but there is some a little factoid here, and um, I'll just throw it out there for you. Were you aware that he and Hillary both had attended... A judge, it's an annual Jesuit banquet. I can't remember where it was. I'm sure it was close by. It was after the third debate. Are you talking um, about the Alfred, you're not talking about the Alfred Smith uh, dinner, are you? I don't know the name of it. The Cardinal of New York was there, Timothy. Yeah, that's, yeah, that, yeah. Uh, yeah. We talked about that on the show, and we—that's um, where Hillary stumbled, and he was—he made a lot of jokes. Uh, oh, wow! Yes, and, and really, yeah. Of, well, did 
Did you hear what he said in his little speech when he said that he he said we need to stand up against anti-Catholic bias? Well, and he and he also yeah. praised the attending religious leaders. He said that you know their example. He said we need to follow all of their fine examples. And my main point of bringing this up is that. Whenever I hear Jesuit, my red flags go up because I really still believe that what is going on, the Pope is at the very core of everything, and he'll he likes to stand in the shadows and not, and not you know take the heat for what is going on. But the Vatican absolutely loves all this, um, you know, the civil unrest. You know, they years ago, you know, they used the Islamic nation after they created it, basically the Jesuits created it. They used the Islamic nation to kill Christians, and I think they're still going to do that. They're still going to use Islam as the, their sword. Um, well, right, in, in, their quest, in their quest to create a single globalist religion, they will. They're going to have to defang, or not defang, but uh, ultimately well, outlaw. Not all, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, really whittle down all uh, three monotheistic religions. Take take Jesus out of Christianity. Take uh, Muhammad out of um, out of uh, Islam. And but but, but mm-hmm. I yeah I understand this. Tear it, down every god. Right, and and make, yeah, it's going to be a and state make god. Self god. Well, um, well, yeah. yeah so I, basically, I still think this is counter Reformation. They they said at the Council of Trent, I can't remember when that was. If it was thirteen hundred A.D., they declared I mean, that might be too early. I don't remember, but the, they declared counter Reformation, and they don't forget. They don't take it back. They want to get back the power they lost during the Reformation. Um, so, you know, they're trying to get all their daughters, all the churches, to come back to mother. Right. Okay. And, and I understand. Yeah, um, I, I, I see where you're headed with this. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't disagree with you, okay, except... Now, yeah, I mean, it's a surprise to learn. I don't, I don't know if you know this, but, but I, I attended and graduated from a minor uh, seminary, a Jesuit seminary. Okay, but the, I was I was a young man. I, you, you know what? I, I have to tell you this. I had no idea, no idea whatsoever uh, about the Jesuits. Nothing. And in fact, all my adult life, pretty much, never really understood anything. And now I do. So, and the Counter Reformation you're talking about, stemming from the Council, uh, beginning with the Council of Trent, started in 1545. Bye. Yeah. Fifteen, I was thinking, okay. Yeah, they declared but, counter-reformation. They want to get back the power that they lost and was take, they feel was taken from them during the Reformation. During the, the Reformation is what brought back the middle class. There was always only two classes of people, the, the uppers, the elite, serfs. and the peasants. Yep. Okay, so the middle class was brought back during the Reformation, and we have it now thanks to the Bill of Rights, there probably wouldn't have been a middle class either. The Vatican does not want a middle class. Oh, no, 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 no. 
it's well, the same. Communi- I mean, it's the same. Yeah, it, it, the globalists don't exactly. So I mean, we're taught. Yeah, I, I think we can all agree that the modeling of the the one world order is the same, um, just mm-hmm. different, uh, different agendas, slightly different agendas, slightly different uh, plans, methods to get there. Mm-hmm. So you're you're correct. So it kind of just, it makes, I want to still feel good and I'm going to keep, let him, give him a chance. I am concerned that he already is saying, you know, he's like the, he said that on, what it was, the 60 minutes, that they're nice people, he doesn't want to hurt him. I told that to my son and my son made a good point. He said, well, mom, you know, maybe he's waiting to get in office first. <laughs> you know, yeah, it, makes sense. Who knows? I mean, you can't, you Before can't go in there with, yeah, exactly. Um, and and I would I would urge look we're we're going to be on him as well I mean you know keeping him his feet to the fire as Savage is doing but um, and, but yeah I mean we'll, we'll call it like we see it as well uh, but but yeah maybe yeah, we should I just, you know, I just wait until he gets the Jesuit in. thing was interesting yeah you know indeed mm-hmm. yeah it, I mean, it, it is it, interesting to the Catholic Church it's like oh God I, you know I don't know. I know his yeah. father and his grandfather were both Masons, and he'd been attending that dinner that you mentioned. You knew the name right, of it. He'd been Alfred attending that since there. he was a child. Yep, since uh-huh. he was a child. Yeah. Right. But the, in, in conclusion, though, just to make this call shorter so that other callers can get in there, I, I did feel good about how he seems very committed to Israel. So the chances, I think, of him dividing Israel while he's in office are very slim. At least I hope so, because, you know, God is going to put his foot down if he did that. Yeah, I, I don't think... Uh, I mean, he, he might even move the uh, U.S. Embassy to Jerusalem. Um, uh, there's talk of that. Who knows? Mm. But certainly, I don't think he's gonna he's gonna be dividing Israel at all, or Jerusalem. At least not. Uh, I don't believe so. But what do I? Hey, I'll end with one little fact. One little thing. This is kind of interesting. There was an Asian preacher. He's very articulate. It's really nice to look. I can't remember his name on YouTube. And he did some research on Donald, on his name, and he said that Donald is Celtic for ruler of the world. <laughs> so, oh. I decided, yeah, isn't that something? Yeah, his mother was um, a McLeod, so his mother was um, Scottish. Okay. So it's a Celtic name, the Don, but the Donald together means the ruler of the world, Celtic. Uh, okay, so anyway, that's Thank that's you. about it, guys, and I love the show. Thank you so much. Thanks for the Appreciate call, it. Shannon. You have a good night. You too. Eric, Bye. Eric the tech just Bye. said, uh, I'm going to start calling you the Doug. So, anyway. <laughs> we got Jeremy, Mike, then Tom. We're going to go to Jeremy in Michigan. You're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Doug and Joe, my two hey. favorite investigative reporters. <clears throat> Thanks, brother. How's it going? How- it's good, man. It's good. Hey, you know what? Let's all let's give it up for Eric the Tech, huh? He does a good job. He really does. We need to. Uh, he needs a mic up. Mic up, Eric. Thank there you. you see, uh, I get. I'm on him all the time. He's he, Mike Shay. Let's just get him on. Huh? He'd be a good addition once in a while. Um, yeah, I'm gonna make this quick. I just want to call in. You know, I'm a. I'm like the biggest listener of the Hagman the Hagman out here in Michigan. So. I freaking love everything you guys say, and and there's just 
you know, I'm 24 years old, and I just got to mention this, man, as, as going through this election and everything, we have a, a serious liberal disease problem going on with my generation. <laughs> and I'm just going to say that right now because, <clears throat> you know, in my in my city right now, I mean, I, I live in a city called Lake Orion, and it just happens to be the most liberal city, you know, and so I, I see this happening with all my friends, but, you know, it's a problem nationwide that we see, you know, uh, in the inner cities and around our college campuses, you know, in, in our universities, and and it's seriously um, a problem that I think is a, uh, it's part of an agenda. I think it, it comes in, you know, it there seems to be a root with these types of, you know, these uh, pro-life, um, these, you know, the gender identities, these type of ideologies are the byproduct of falling away from God and having no biblical foundation or, you know, that's, that's the common denominator with a lot of these people. They absolutely hate Christ. You know what I mean? Um, they mock me for my religion and things like that. And, and I just think that this is a big problem, but I think a lot of it stems to, a, they've infiltrated our educational system, you know? So I just want to applaud you tonight uh, for your being on the front lines of being Christian conservative, uh, standing up for what's morally right, and we can just uh, bask in this win right now. I know Trump isn't everything, but we can definitely, you know, bask in the safeness of knowing that we're going to have pro-life Supreme Court. Um, you know, Supreme Court judges, and that that I feel like a miracle happened to give America one last chance to kind of, you know what I mean, be on the right track. And uh, and you guys are on the forefront of that. So I just want to applaud you in that and thank you. And that's well, really you. it, man. So thanks, yeah. I appreciate that. We appreciate that. All right, thank, thank you. God bless, bro. Yeah, you know what, folks, and and, and I hope, uh, I really hope, folks, that we. I'd like to think, and I said this before, as as humbly as possible. I'd like to think that maybe we had something to do with this. But I think any media outlet I, but that was not pushing the uh, created narrative had something to do with it and played their part. As but well. I also want to make sure that with this, what this is, is good. And I mean as good as it could be on an earthly basis. In other words, well, you know and, and what I mean. What, um, the one caller, Mary Ellen, said is the, you know, the relief uh, she felt when she knew that Trump won. And I wonder right. how much of that relief is, is, you know, realizing that Hillary Clinton was not going to be the president versus, you know, relief that or happiness that Trump had won. I think most people, uh, at least if you're like me, you were just happy Hillary Clinton was not going to be in that position of power. Yeah, and I just and hope that with, we don't. We, I mean, I hope nothing happens. With Donald Trump, um, another caller alluded to the states' rights. Uh, we have an opportunity here to try to move things back towards a more uh, statewide or, or local, uh, you know, type of power sharing situation. The way that it should be with, you know, the federal government and each individual state having, uh, powers, um, but none, you know, the state superseding the federal government is how it was set up and how it should be. And if we can get back to that, we have an opportunity to, um, do a lot. And I think a lot's also, uh, one concern I have about Trump 
it, it goes both ways because he uh, has a number of corporations, but he also understands the corporate greed and the uh, application of a corporation being able to be a person legally and the damage that that does to our economy and can do to our economy, especially with a lot of these trade deals that go through uh, and have gone through in the past. Now, if Trump sticks to his word and fights against trade, China came out today and said that they're going, there was going to be a battle over iPhone yeah. production. Um, if Trump decides to, you know, change the, uh, all the tariff regulations on trade. Right. right. Yep. And, um, I think that's something that, uh, he understands. And, uh, from what I read so far, uh, one story that I came across that was very interesting that was related to trade. Apparently a Ford plant is moving back from Mexico to Ohio. I don't know if you folks remember this, but Trump made some statements early on after the primaries, after oh, yeah. he won the nomination about how he was going to penalize companies that you know kept their jobs overseas their factory manufacturing jobs overseas uh and provide tax breaks for them if they come back to the United States and punish them uh via taxes for keeping their their companies overseas well it looks like um some of these companies are going to have to come back as well as long as Trump keeps his word uh for for taxing um a lot of these companies so uh and and um it should be interesting to see to see his appointments and to see what he does on the first hundred days uh, in office after he is inaugurated. That's something that uh, Dave Hodges and I talked about yesterday on the Common Sense Show. Uh, again, I was on there the first hour with him, and we covered a lot of ground. Now we have a number of callers still, um, and there's still time to weigh in. We got four callers on in the queue right now, and the order we're going to take those in is Mike, Tom. Junior and Jeremy, uh, two first-time callers in there, Mike and Junior. We look forward to hearing from you. Now, tomorrow, uh, while we have a minute before we, we go to the break, we have in the first hour Steve Al, uh, Tim Alberino and Steve Quayle. Right. And then we have um, host of No Compromise Radio, Mike Abendroff. I'm sorry, Abendroff. Abendroff. Um, and uh, Susan Heck, uh, she's memorized the entire New Testament and teaches women's ministry. We're going to have a great show for you tomorrow. And um, when memorize we come back, the entire New Testament. Yeah. When we I'm come back, write my, my name and address on my underwear. I, you know, <laughs> right. or on your your car door. And uh, it looks like Giuliani, uh, the appointments Trump has made again, Rents Prius, head of the Republican Party, now apparently going to be the chief of staff to Trump. Chief strategist will be Stephen Banyan, the former head of Breitbart. Uh, many in the news media are calling him a, a white supremacist or white nationalist. And it looks like, according to the AP, Rudy Giuliani is um, number one in line for uh, the position of department, or I'm sorry, Secretary of State. Um, Ru- again, Rudy Giuliani, the favorite to be Trump's Secretary of State, according to the AP. Oh, we're we're also keeping an eye on a message to Donald Trump and the citizens of the United States from Anonymous. It's going to go off here in about two minutes. We have got our fingers on the pulse of that. Um, don't know what that's going to be, but there's about uh, oh, I don't know, a whole bunch of people tuning into that. So, 
Stay with us uh, for our last segment right after this on this Monday edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. Final segment of this Monday edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report, where we are taking your calls. It's been a while since we've taken and heard from listeners, and uh, it's always refreshing to hear from our listening audience. I'm gonna jump off real quick, Joe, to to hear this. Okay, you go you go for it. And uh, uh, you're, he's monitoring a message that apparently anonymous is putting out um, in regards to the election. I believe, and we're going to go back and we're going to continue to take calls through this segment. One quick article I want to hit, I I found this during the break, and I think this is pretty interesting. Molecules you leave on your phone can reveal intimate lifestyle secrets. This shows you just how high-tech they're getting in the world of uh, uh, detection methods. Uh, Intimate details of a person's lifestyle, shopping habits, and health can now be gleaned from the molecules they leave behind on everyday objects, such as smartphones, pens, or keys, scientists have proven. Researchers took swabs from mobile phones of 39 volunteers used in a technique called mass spectrometry to identify individual molecules and compounds on the case and screen. They then compared them to the Global Natural Product Social Molecular Network database, which records the chemical makeup of thousands of products and drugs to reveal a unique profile of each owner. The team was able to tell the sex of the owner, as well as a host of private information, such as whether they were suffering from depression, skin inflammation, or allergies based on medications which were present. They also could tell whether a person preferred wine or beer, and what cosmetics they used, if they dyed their hair or were bald, or if they spent a lot of time outdoors. Uh, The Telegraph has this article, and it goes into a lot more, um, you know, if you eat spicy foods, if... um, you were uh, a high-end cosmetic user, you know, all kinds of just interesting things. And it shows you how much uh, germs are just left on, on phones and um, other things that we are touching constantly. All right, back to our phone lines. We're going to go to first-time caller Mike in Alaska. Mike, thanks for holding. You are live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Good to uh, talk to you guys. I'm glad you guys uh, took the time to check that anonymous thing real quick. <clears throat> um, yeah, that's live right now um, on YouTube. And we'll be reporting yeah. any in- important information as it uh, is forthcoming. Right, right. Oh, my bad. Um, yeah, I wanted to uh, say that um, you know, I think people really should be very grateful that Trump is in office, you know, I mean I think all of us know how stressful it was before you know, during the elections, I mean it was that was pretty dark times and you know, Mm -hmm. now he's in and I think it, I think it really truly is a movement of God and uh you know, with all the up here in Alaska, we you know it's not we don't have a lot of the street riots and that kind of stuff, but 
Um, I really, I, I think all that stuff is pretty petty compared to what he's going to do, you know. Um, with regards to, you know, the stuff about him going to uh, a dinner with held by the Jesuits or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, I think that is wise to keep an eye on <clears throat> uh, the Jesuits, but... Uh, you know, he's like he, he's, I've heard him say many times, he's a businessman, you know. That's pretty much how he addresses that kind of issue. And, you know, he's a businessman. He goes to these dinners, you know, and he's, he's just trying to make money. And, uh, whenever I hear Trump speaking to the American people, you know, I, I truly think that he's being honest and with, with everything that's come against him through all this, you know, he does, he's not going to have a lot of friends as far as, you know, the way, I mean, the, a lot of the big money holders are against him. And I think, uh, you know, I think he truly wants to keep America going. And I think it, I think it, it really is a calling from God. Yeah, I, I agree with you um, on a number of issues. One, you know, this uh, being from the Lord granting us a a, um, a reprieve of, you know, this encroaching oppressive government. And uh, if Trump is, is keeps his word and if he's able to, um, you know, complete his agenda or, you know, put his the agenda he wants he he grew up in this nation this this nation and the system that uh, governs it helped him become a billionaire uh and i think he understands that you know the american dream is is still attainable under the right leadership and the right policies to go with that leadership and if he can get the country back on track i mean as you said there's still a lot of big money interest both uh, here domestically and internationally as well as the money interest as far as, you know, the World Bank, the IMF, the Federal Reserve yeah. that are working against Everything. him. <laughs> but if he's allowed to continue, uh, you know, to roll back some of the, uh, you know, big government um, and, and you know, cut the taxes down for the middle class and, and try to build the middle class back up, we could, you know, definitely see 10 to 20 more years of... Uh, uh, of growth and, and sustainability before we see yeah. what, what we could have seen with a rapid decline with the Hillary Clinton presidency. So it did feel good oh, on election yeah. night, as you said. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, you know, I like what, uh, you know, um, Paul McGuire, uh, Pastor David Langford, um, you know, you guys, too, and I commend you guys, really. You guys, your show has really blessed me in a big way. And um, you guys are awesome. You guys do a very good job. And uh, to address what Doug, as your dad said, um, you know, I really do think, like, all his work, all his investigative work, I mean, just everything. And I think people shouldn't forget to uh, say a prayer for Julian Assange, you know. Um, We, you know, we have to thank him, too. And thank God for all of this, you know, it's, I think, I think you're exactly right. I think we are getting a, a reprieve in a big way. And I think Trump is going to, I think he's going to come through. I don't think 
anyone can touch them, you know. That was kind of my point about, you know, being in Alaska, I, you know, re, you know, hear lower 48 stuff, and with the, everything I've been through in my life, like, it's just, you know, I, with my walk with the Lord, you know, I can kind of just, well, it's just my opinion, I guess, people would take it, but, um, you know, I think, I think he's gonna, I think he's gonna do a great job. I don't think anybody has to, has anything to worry about. I think he's gonna do a great job. I don't think he'll get harmed. And I think he's gonna, I mean, I think we have a lot of good times in the store. And I just wanna thank everybody for their prayers, especially all the intercessors, because, you know, sometimes I can't intercede like I should. You know, I try. And I just want to thank all you guys. You know, you guys, you guys do a really, really, really good job. And I want to well, commend Mike, you for that. I want to thank you for the call and and for the kind words. We got to move on to other callers, and uh, yeah, definitely got to thank all the people out there, the listening audience, the people who are prayer warriors, the intercessors, and all those who uh, are vigilant in their relationship with the Lord, and and you know also praying for for those out there um who are trying to make a difference we we certainly do appreciate that you have a good night and thank you mike we're going to move on next thank you all right we're going to move on next to tom in ohio tom you are live on the hagman and hagman report um, hi, Joe. Hi, Doug. Uh, thanks for taking my call. And uh, I just uh, repeat what the previous caller said. You guys are doing a great job and really, really enjoy listening to your show and to your guests. Um, I hope you don't think I'm off in left field, but one of my questions to you is, you know, the Electoral College, they send in their final vote, I believe, December 19th, and there's nine states that can change their electoral vote. And mm-hmm. I've done some research, but I can't find out what nine states those are. Um, and I know you and your your uh, audience heard uh, Hillary's speech, and as soon as I heard it, I thought, you know, there, there's something wrong. There's something in the background we don't know about. Do you think it would be possible for those electoral votes, uh, a couple of them, to be changed? Throwing it Maybe. because... Uh, yeah, Maybe a couple, like one or two. And I have seen a story today... I think uh, the Blaze ran a story, and this was picked up on a, a number of other websites that talked about two um, uh, electoral delegates that are pledged that have to vote along their uh, their state's lines, saying that they were not going to follow those instructions and they were going to go on their own. And um, some are, are reporting that you know the state of Michigan is too close to call still, but. Um, Others are reporting that it went to Trump, and that gives him 306 delegates compared to Hillary's 236. And uh, I think they came up with a number 37 delegates would have to unbound themselves from Trump to Hillary. And I just don't see that happening. Um, okay. I, I don't see that happening. The, the states that don't have the laws that bind the electorates to the winner, you've got Arizona. Arkansas, Georgia, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Kentucky, Louisiana, Missouri, North Dakota, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, and West Virginia. Okay, now that's there's states f- that can f- change. Fifteen states that Trump won that don't have laws that bind 
the electorates to the winner. There's, I think there's 19 and then 15 that Trump, that Trump won. Now, I do remember in the primary in Pennsylvania having to, or voting for uh, um, the voters on the ballot, there was a question, or there were, um, there was an oath taken by the, um, by the, by the, the electorates who said they would vote. Now, this is on the Republican side. If Trump won, they would vote for Trump regardless. Period. End of story. Um, and I do, so those electorates in Pennsylvania won. So, but, Move on. Uh, we are change. Um, I'm just trying to think out the other uh, the other ones. Uh, um, you know what? I, I I don't know. But the the college is the electoral college is of course, folks, part of the constitution. There's 538 members with each state in the decent district of Columbia having one member or electorate for every senator or house lawmaker. Bottom line is, can it can it happen? Anything's possible, but I don't see it happening. Not even in okay. my wildest dreams. However, I don't know. But if it does, God help us all. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I wouldn't put anything past Hillary, and. Uh, um, Anything is possible, you know. This election is just one of those that anything is possible, you know. But I was just curious and just wanted to check, and uh, I was hoping that it wouldn't. I don't, you know, because I think Trump will do great. I think that uh, um, we are on the hopefully road to where uh, the government is actually for the people and by the people. And uh, again, you guys are doing a great job. And just one more quick thing: Have you picked up on the news media? When the news media talks about the middle class, how they're saying it's the white middle class. Mm-hmm. And of course, the middle class is almost gone anyway, but it's like we're all in this. Why are, you know, stop. To me, it's fueling the fire. Right. Uh, Van Jones' white lash, you know, talking about uh, the Trump win. These are all, yeah, this is all massaging the narrative or the, uh, yeah. And they're ignoring the fact that. Trump couldn't have won without the African American vote he got, or the uh, Latino vote that he did receive. Um, they'll ignore that, you know, completely, and even go so far as to call African Americans and non-whites as being racist themselves because they voted yes. for Trump. I mean, it's yeah. it's literally insanity uh, at its finest. What you see coming out of some of the mainstream pundits' mouths after this election and their results. Well, well, thanks a lot, and uh, thanks for taking my call, and God bless. Hey, man. God bless you. Thanks for the call, Tom. You have a good night. Uh, You all, too. All right, we got two callers left. We got about 10 minutes in the show. We got Junior, first-time caller from Kentucky. Welcome to the Hagman and Hagman Report. Hello, can you hear me? You can, absolutely. Uh, Good evening, Doug and Joe. Uh, I was calling because earlier a lady got on uh, talking about an Asian priest, uh, preacher. Uh, He's from Australia, actually. His name is is, uh, Steve Cocliani. On YouTube, it's uh, Discover Ministries, and he puts out a lot of good videos where they talk about prophecy. And uh, we all know how the prophecy from Isaiah came to pass, how Syria and Damascus is being destroyed. 
And uh, another interesting one that is about to come to pass is uh, this this Sunday. Uh, we all know how in Revelations 12 it talks about the woman clothed in the sun with the crowns on her head and the moon at her feet. Well, interestingly enough, uh, this Sunday is when Virgo is going to be essentially impregnated with Jupiter. Jupiter is going to go oh, yes. into Virgo. Yep. And she's going to stay there for about nine months. I thought that was uh, September 27th was the actual... You know, maybe what you're talking about is the beginning of this uh, astrological cycle, because I know... Um, who's the guy from... Uh, is it Omega Shock? Uh, I can't remember. The guy we have on who who uh, deals with the number numbers and the astrology. He hasn't been on in a while. Um, Daily Crow. Daily Crow, Matt Peterson. He has put together a uh, the Daily Crow, Matt Peterson. If you go there, dailycrow.com, he has um, exactly what you're talking about, uh, and he has the date of September 27th, 2017, as being the exact date when all these things line up. But what you're talking about is we're entering the season where the pieces are being put into place to line up. Yeah, and very interesting, though. Uh, Especially if it's a nine-month cycle. Junior, I like where you're going with this. Go ahead. Yes, uh, and another thing, uh, I think it's a, more than a coincidence, uh, the Catholic, uh, I think it's called the Year of Mercy, it ends on the same day, this Sunday, November 20th. Now what you're talking about is what the Pope did uh, last year by saying that the priests were yeah. able to, to uh, give forgiveness. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Very interesting. Uh, uh, did not know that. Yeah, so it yeah. is. Yeah, it's it's all it's all coming together, and I think we need to pray and uh, keep everyone else in our prayers and hope that well, our nation turns back to God. Amen. And that's the only thing we can do. I mean, we we can we're nothing without that. So yeah, you're absolutely right. God bless well, you. Uh, thank, thank you, you, Doug and Joe, and uh, have a good night. Thanks. You brother. too. Thanks for the call. Love it. All right. We got one caller left. Uh, this is um, Jeremy in Illinois. Thank you for holding, Jeremy. You're going to be our final caller for this evening, says us. Okay. Can you hear me all right? Yeah. Sure. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, uh, I come from the delusional state of Illinois. I've already moved because it's so delusional that most of the people around here vote for Hillary. And I went to church uh, yesterday, and uh, and the pastor asked for, you know, praises and stuff. I said, I got praise from one. And then she came back with, uh, there shouldn't be no political, there should, there's no political, uh, whatever, in this pulpit. Mm-hmm. Wait, I missed that. There's, there's, no, there's no political talk in this pulpit. Oh, all right. Yeah, that's right. No political talk in this pulpit, which kind of made me mad. And so I came back, well, that's the reason why this country is being falling apart. So after church, I went up there again and showed her my the Patriot Bible I have. It's uh, oh, the Geneva. I think it's right. Geneva 1599. Bible, mm-hmm. and in the very back, it's got a whole, all the books of the Holy Bible. The, in the very back, there's the 
what is it called that? Oh, uh, the Constitution, and it's got the Magna Carta, and it's got mm-hmm. the Declaration of Independence, all of them, and guess what? All those were created by Christians. And, uh, oh yeah, and it's got the Mayflower Compact in it too. And this country would not exist if it wasn't for Christians. Uh, uh, young not with you there. Yeah, that's not, right. Not in the capacity in the way that it is. Yeah, existed. Muslims didn't found this country. Sorry. Didn't. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know how she can get up there and say no, uh, no uh, political talk allowed in this pulpit. If it wasn't for but, us, this country wouldn't exist. It's a five hundred one c three thing. Carter. Right. Yeah. But see, yeah, but, I know, but yeah. yeah. You, you could be. Well, hey, you know, you know what? Uh, the the 501c3 uh, ruling, the myth that it is, but the effect of it. I mean, it, it could be. I mean, look, I, I understand why. I don't agree with it, but I understand why that pastor said what that pastor said. Don't agree with it one bit, but I understand it. And I understand what you said, and I agree with you. But um, yeah, but 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 look what the IRS is doing with the Tea Party people. Just kind of in a parallel conversation here. Um, I don't know whether people caught this today, but um, the IRS denied a whole bunch of Tea Party petitions or Tea Party five one five one C four, I believe it is the or, or uh, their tax exempt status. For uh, uh, PACs or not PACs, but for uh, tax exempt uh, organizations. So there's a war right now. But you were right mm-hmm. to do what you did. You, you uh, yeah, you were right. You know what? I find a different church if you can. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. And it, it, I heard of one church around here, but can't have been there. I guess you should go see, check them out. If not, I'm going to move out of this stupid state, this delusional, retarded state. <laughs> you know, it's it's almost, where are you going to go? I mean, not that I would discourage you, because I, I get it. I, I certainly would never live in New York City. I certainly would never live in San Francisco. Um, but, but there comes a point in time when, you know, changing scenery does not necessarily change conditions. But I, I get where you're. Yeah, from. I know. Uh, I'd like to move to Texas, but then I'd have to have a lot of guns because we're <laughs> pretty, they'd be pretty close to the border. My friend, you're breaking up quite a bit. Uh, we're going to cut you loose. I, 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 yeah, I, I can't. Uh, I can't. Drop we, him. Jeremy, thank you so much Jeremy. for the call. Yeah. We appreciate you holding and, and your input. Wow. And we're just about at the end of the show. Yeah, so. but, but you know what though. Um, yeah, you know, look, Joe and folks, we. Well, I guess we just have to keep keep fighting for. Oh, by, by the way, by the way, and like I've got ADD here. Um, the anonymous message was. I thought I was listening to like a Republican National Convention speech. We're got to unite, come together. I mean, it was a good message uh, for anonymous, saying um, basically we're the United States. We should unite. 
Um, Obama promised hope and change, not didn't quite work. Ended up, you know, falling into that same old globalist stuff. And remember who you are. I mean, in a nutshell. And at one point, there was two hundred twenty thousand people tuned in. That's amazing. And I think uh, when I when I dropped off, there was a hundred and hundred one thousand. So the message apparently didn't resonate or was not like you know popular amongst whoever might have been plugged in. Um, but it just seemed like a pip pip cheerio. Okay. Yeah. Where'd yeah. that come from? Anyway, uh, you know what I mean. It was it was kind of an uplifting uh, message, or at least a, it seemed that way. So, well, we covered a lot of ground yeah, tonight, and um, again, folks, keep your eyes open for uh, anti-Trump protests. And you know, there's people that are taken to the highways and getting hit by cars now, and um. We also see the gathering of what is being called dark money groups, um, building up a, a resistance in the far left, planning the biggest political protest uh, in the United States inauguration history, um, I, I, and his appointments. Do, do you um, think what folks, Savage said about his appointments, Rens Priebus right. and Steve Bannon, and it looks like Rudy Giuliani is going to get the Secretary of State, and they're also saying Michael Bolton is in line for that position. The well. singer? No. You remember Michael Bolton? He was part of the Bush nine eleven deal. Well, look, we're just gonna have to keep our eyes on things. You know, I, I I don't I don't know what else to say except to say that that one man cannot change necessarily. Right, and like you said, there's a learning curve. I'm sure, especially not being a career politician, um, being thrust into a uh, an environment where. Um, is probably mostly just evil uh, on any side that you're on. Yeah. And if he is just the businessman he claims to be, then, you know, he's hearing a, a lot of people trying to influence not only him but his presidency and the agenda that the presidency takes on. Who's so not, there's going to be people like yeah. the Bushes and, and the Soros is trying to gain backdoor uh, underhanded influence as well as you know those who want uh, more selfish or personal gains trying to persuade him to you know give them th- things uh, like positions of power or uh, whatever it might be so i mean he's got uh, a long road ahead we still have two months before he is inaugurated president so i think we can't really um yeah we really judge his administration until he one. starts implementing his policies as sole <laughs> president after the inauguration and who knows he might he might uh he might end up wrestling, you know, previous and saying, "You know, you're going to do this my way." I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I and know. and things about the Affordable Health Care Act. There's a lot of people saying, "Oh, he's not going to repeal it." He doesn't have to repeal it. What he has to do is just change certain provisions in it. You know, the provisions that makes it mandatory and the the ones that sh- uh, scare away insurance companies and and jack up the the premiums. There are some things in there that Dave Hodges mentioned last night on the show when I was on with him that should be kept, like but the wait, pre-existing condition. Damage has already been done to the economy. We need, oh, to, yeah. we need to fix that, the, the 20% of the economy. Plus, it, it, it's a horrible thing. But, yeah, many things. Uh, um, I, I don't know. But, folks, um, watch HagmanReport.com tomorrow morning. Follow us on, on social networking uh, tomorrow night, first hour. Uh, Steve Coyle, Tim Alberino, and then programming is going to be great. 
Yeah, That's we got great programming is, right? for the rest of the week. Thank you, Global Next two Stars. Weeks. Thank you. And think a week from Thursday is Thanksgiving. Yes. Coming up quick. The holidays will be here before you know it, and then we will be looking at the new year. Um, people uh, in New Zealand and in the chain prayers. of islands, uh, obviously you guys are in our prayers. Keep your... Uh, one eye open, uh, the way things are looking with these aftershocks and the supermoon. And Stan will be on to give his opinion tomorrow of what we we're seeing in New Zealand because this was not just a regular earthquake. This was, um, a special kind of quake, apparently, and, um, was very big, caused a small tsunami. Um, and then, uh, check out hagmanreport.com. Greg Jackson wrote a, a great piece, the first and most important, um, Decision. The first and most important thing Trump must do in day one in office. Make sure you check that out as well. All right, that'll do it for us tonight. Until tomorrow, stay safe. God bless. We'll be back with Steve Quayle and Tim Alberino on hour one.